A nice thing since uh, that I've been able to do since we've started this podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, we've now seen enough of TNG that if I feel a hankering to just watch a random episode, I have enough already seen episodes that I'm allowed to go back and kind of well, rewatch. Wait, is that is that actually something you're doing now? Yeah. So like, yeah, I've had a hankering to like rewatch certain episodes. He watched Measure of a Man. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I haven't seen the the regular version in a bit, <laughs> so I'm going to go back. Did you think like, oh, man, like I want to see if they actually measure themselves in the regular <laughs> version? Don't. Nope. Uh, you know what? The, the other day uh, we were on like Christmas break, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to put on an episode. And I'm like, nah, I can't jump ahead. I can't do that. <laughs> so I didn't do it. Oh, okay. All right. Good. All right. Recently, it's, I kind of like glanced through the list of the rest of season three and mm-hmm. realized that like back when I stopped my last like attempt at running through the series, mm-hmm. um, I was within like an episode or two of the finale. Oh, yeah. Like I was really zeroing in on that. And I even knew at the time like, oh, this is like considered a good one. I really hope I get there soon. <laughs> and then I just kind of dropped off. So we'll Aww. get the pop off later. Yeah, we'll get the pop up pop up pirate later. I thought you were talking <laughs> about Popov vodka, which should be a sponsor <laughs> for us. Pop off. If you want a smooth, smooth yet rough taste of vodka, <laughs> then you buy yourself a bottle smooth of pop off. <laughs> can we? Can, I don't think you can even legal. Wait, can you legally advertise vodka that way? Can you legally be smooth but rough? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think I think pop off uh, falls under the category. Yeah. Well, it's is, aren't there smooth. like rules about alcohol advertisement or something? I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna All give right. them a free plug right now. Dude. I think I, I think it's like similar to cigarettes. You can't advertise that it's like really nice to smoke or it's really nice to. That's why I like every like alcohol commercial. It's like completely unrelated to the alcohol, and then the alcohol is shown at the end. I don't think you can say that it's like um like, the taste it's is like smooth? a fruity like. You oh, can't like describe okay, the alcohol. Okay, okay, you can't like okay. say it's delicious. Here we go. If you like the sweet touch of cashmere and then <laughs> getting hit in the face of the bat, then you'll like the taste. <laughs> exactly. There we go. I'm trying there. to remember like what those guys, you know how there's so many episodes or uh, so many commercials of like some guy in a suit, mm-hmm. you know, with yeah. facial hair, like sitting down in a bar and I'm about to tell you some real shit about yeah. life. Mm-hmm. What is he actually saying? Does he mention the the the, the drink at all? Or is he just um, bullshitting at you? You mean the world's most serious man, or most More interesting man? Most serious man. No, that's a that's a that's a <laughs> Coen directed by the Coen brothers. Yeah, well, that's that's Andy Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most interesting man. The world's in the most world. interesting. I think that's the closest you can get to. I think I've seen like tequila endorsing. commercials, you know, like Cuervo commercials or some shit with some guy who like you know maybe yeah. slams a, a a bottle down. He's like. I'm about to educate you about whatever this brand is trying to sell. But yeah. they can't actually talk about it. I think the closest is the world's most interesting man commercials where he goes, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Dos Equis. And then he doesn't explain why, though. He just I don't says, no, but it. the whole point is that you you want to be him. Be that's like the whole, him. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point that, that's of that. They got as close as possible as they could. To saying like these are the type of guys that yeah. drink this drink. Yeah, yeah. if you like you fucking wrestling him? bulls, yeah. the most interesting <laughs> man. You drink fucking whatever he's selling. Dos yeah. 
Who would win, him or Old Spice guy? Terry Crews style. Oh, Old oh, Spice. The, old, old the Spice. most interesting man in the world because he's got guns, what? he's got knives <laughs> hidden. You know, he. Terry he, Crews has knives and guns. No, but this guy's he's sketchy as shit, dude. He's hanging out with some <laughs> sketchy people. Don't trust him. <laughs> He has connections. Yeah, yeah, I see. Is he is All he right. like Batman with prep with prep time? He'll win. No, but, like if no. he can call in some favors, he's, he's like, got it down. No, dude, he's like a fucking Velociraptor, dude. You're looking at him, you're like, <laughs> I can take him out, and then boom, the attack comes from fucking from the right, dude. Terry Crews is like clever man, Cle- clever man, <laughs> clever interesting man. Uh, if you're man. a new listener, hey, what's up? <laughs> Welcome to Hi. newbie Star Trek. Yes, I, I'm Star Marvin, Trek. and I'm here. I'm with Dan. Rick. Yeah, that's Dan. We're also uh, here with Ricardo. Hello. I'm Sarah. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll do it again. No. At some Marvin, point, no, we should we do try it again. to we'll standardize how this goes. <laughs> yeah, do it. Listen. Okay. I'm Marvin. That's Ricardo. Hello. This is what I sound like. Good morning. That's Dan. Hi, right, guys. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Commons in the house. <laughs> and then we have Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, if you've never listened Five to Newbie Star Trek, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, shut up. It might be edited down. Uh, if you <laughs> or less, <laughs> if you never listened to the podcast before, basically, Ricardo and Sarah have never watched Star Trek before this podcast. Never. So there, we're rewatching TNG yep. with them, or uh, Dan and I are rewatching. They never seen it, so we're watching it with them. Well, and- keeping in mind that by the end of this season, I will be just as much the newbie as they are. Oh yeah, because you never finished He's catching three. up, dude. Yeah, nah, man. Oh, so, you're, yeah. We're, you're newbie adjacent. Newbie adjacent. Yeah, you're you're merging into my newbie lane soon. Yeah, imminent newbie incoming. This week we watched the price. The same He's joke right. I made last week. It's time to pay the price. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. It's, is that even really a joke? No. It's pr- it's closer to a reference if anything. This is this this is the skeeziest episode of yeah. TNG. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, Maybe ever? <laughs> we I don't, I don't know if it gets skeezier than this. This is it not safe. Does. This episode is not safe for work, by the way. So don't no, I mean <laughs> none of these episodes are safe for work. If you're listening to it, if you're listening to us like not using headphones, turn this off right now. Are you talking about the stop. podcast or TNG? Everything right now. Okay. Okay. Well, turn everything off. This podcast. Turn everything off right now. Yeah. If you're if you're running your car, if you're in the highway, just turn off the car. Um, <laughs> just drift to the side of the road. Just, yeah. Turn off your power steering. Dom Toretto it to the side of the road. And yep, yep. then listen to us because it's going to get really dirty, dude. Yep. Uh, if you're a new listener, we apologize. You know what? We don't apologize. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, you never say look, that. We get a little real with our language, dude. So mm. if you're easily offended, if you uh, follow the Magna Carta, then you're going to be... <laughs> You're gonna be offended. Don't 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 come here for answers. Uh, we only yeah, have though. more questions and insults, and we have a very lot of few answers. We yeah. don't. We we are well. At least I am often wrong. Yeah. About we ask obnoxious, so nitpicky questions. Yeah. <laughs> we don't provide yeah. answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more. You know what? A lot of the time, I feel like it's going to happen more often. Is that like we'll ask a question, and it's just kind of like a general question, like we're asking the 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 ether. 
the the mm-hmm. the infinite. Hey, I have a question about this, and then eventually somebody will will send in their their answer in the yeah. form of an email or a audio message. Which those that one was lovely last week, by the way. Mm. Yes, uh, I enjoy that because yeah, you get to I hear. Have a lot, I have a lot of questions this episode. Yeah, for I sure. mean, me too. I, I do want to are- say we did get an we did get a, a, a audio uh, message sent to us last week, and I really enjoyed that because it got the the tone of their voice literally, literally, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it got to we got to hear uh, what a you know listener sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. very nice, Thank you. very nice message. I'll say that up front, so, so we don't please have to wait send for all the of end. your custom ASMR content to Ricardo. <laughs> at yeah, dude, Gilmer Gore, Gilmer Gores on Twitter. <laughs> Gilmer yeah, yeah. Gores, Gilmer Gores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Well, this week, this week we saw the price, eighth episode of season th- 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 uh, three. Season got three. a Spaniard in the house. Come Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and you know that the episode aired on November 13th of 1989. Uh, we're approaching Thanksgiving. So yeah. Dan. Let's go around the sun. Let's go back to a, an old Thanksgiving time and see what was happening around then. I mean, this would have only been a time where people were prepping for Thanksgiving. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Getting ready. Yeah. Anyway, on November 9th, the Berlin Wall, which I previously alluded to in previous uh, episodes, uh-huh. um, it was originally constructed 20 years prior. It was officially declared open and and started to allow passage between the two sides, finally. And so the Berlin Wall just started falling, starting mm-hmm. from November 9th at night. So is Ooh, that no. is that when they started breaking it down? Like mm-hmm. the, the crowds? Uh, okay. the, like demolish, uh, they started to demolish the wall the day after. And everyone came out and started to like, pick away at it and take their little piece of it and all that. Yeah. They, knew, they, they, they started they to get, dance on it. They and, needed to sell those fucking pieces of wall for five bucks each. <laughs> yep. I have a piece Some of googly wall. eyes on it. You yeah. do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that is pretty, that's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Up next. Well, it, it just goes into movies from here. Look Who's Talking was still beating everything at the weekend box Why? office. It was, it was the last week it would do so, but two movies of minor note did release otherwise. First, Best of the Best, oh. a martial arts tournament movie yeah. about a group of ragtag American fighters facing the unstoppable Koreans. Yeah. Starring Chris Penn, James Earl Jones, Sally Kirkland, and others. It didn't garner much critical acclaim, but it was popular enough to spawn numerous sequels. A ton of sequels? sequels? A ton yes. of sequels. Oh, yeah, I like didn't way know too many. And one of the sequels, it's stupid. They, they fight the, the fucking neo Nazis, dude. <laughs> I kid you not. Well, it's it's so weird. That movie's really weird because, uh, like, they're like, okay, they're supposed to be like the underdogs, right? And they're yeah. fighting against these Koreans. Yeah. But like, you see the Koreans and they're training and they're training like really hard in the snow. And they're like, yeah, all they're right, all they're Dragos. working. Yeah, they're all working really hard. No, Drago took drugs. Like they're rocky. They're rocky training. They're in the yeah. mountains. They're kicking trees, kicking snow. Oh wait, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And then the, the Americans are like these schlubs that are like drinking at a bar. And yeah, they like, get in the bar fights. <laughs> no, like these fucking Koreans. We're at beat up. And yeah, Eric and, Roberts and is like, he has a son that he keeps kissing on the mouth, which is really weird. It's, it's a strange I don't remember movie. that. <laughs> guys, it's been a guys, while since I've seen it. <laughs> best of the best three. He's fighting neo Nazis, and it stars Gina Gershon. So, oh, wow, there you go. Whatever. Anyway, the end of that movie, the Koreans gave the Americans their medals. Yeah, because they were like, you know what? What a what a, what a good ending. Yeah, it's a very not Korean ending. <laughs> Koreans would never give away their. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They, they would get never really give away. They didn't have more. They, no. <laughs> they would be like, we earned this shit. We're going home. 
<laughs> Marvin and I are Korean, by the way. Yeah. Also released yes. was My Left Very Foot. Very important to know. Oh. Okay. So the other movie of note was My Left Foot, the story of Christy Brown, a man with cerebral palsy so severe it left him only the use of said left foot, which he then used in the service of a career as an artist. Christy Brown himself was portrayed by none other than the most unprovenly powerful man in the universe, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. And just oh. as an example of his power, this role won him an Oscar for Best Actor. And his yeah. co-star, Brenda Fricker, won Best Supporting, which obviously could have just been residual Daniel Day-Lewis power rubbing off on Brenda Fricker's. <laughs> Wow! Just slid off of him right onto her. Yep. Yep. That's not. That's not very good imagery. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say nothing. <laughs> I I always want to see. I I I'm really pissed off because look, I get it. He gets really into it, and like that's not sustainable as an actor. So like that's why he's re- he's retired multiple times. Right. But I'd like to see him take on like a. Imagine fucking Dane DeLewis, dude, in like a fucking Fast and the Furious as a villain. Ooh. How badass he'd be! He just like, hammered it like out, a, dude. Like a broader blockbuster yeah. type, and of then action maybe like maybe movie. like they had to postpone the movie because fucking he built thirty four cars for every one of the <laughs> cast members. <laughs> but he, he he did the metal work. He cobbled all of their shoes together yeah. for them. Yeah. He learned how to yeah, make cars. Yeah, <laughs> and he wanted to be intimidating to the Rock, yeah. so he he got buffer than the Rock. Yeah, he's bigger than the Rock, and he's <laughs> and then he's just huge. <laughs> The yeah, rock is like, get, oh my god! Everyone, stay tuned yeah. for ten fast, ten furious. Yeah, <laughs> Dan is always angry that the Fast and the Furious series did not in, uh, continue their naming scheme from Too Fast, Too Furious. He always in he my always- heart, it it stayed that way <laughs> from Three Fast, Three Furious on, <laughs> and then Four Furious. Yeah, Four Fast, Four Furious, Five. Fast. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's I, guess, all good. I guess, I guess so. I guess so. That that, <laughs> that would make sense. But yeah. Dang, Day-Lewis would have been great in fucking Look Who's Talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, dude. <laughs> I'm here, stuck in the womb. See, that's part of his power. You can just start saying, Dan Day-Lewis would have been great in blank, and it yeah. would always be right. And yeah, he'd 100%. be so method, he'd turn back into a baby. Yeah. He would make a great Picard. That. Imagine him. Yeah. Captain's oh. log. I've been here for quite some time. <laughs> I'm driving me insane. Riker's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm telling the replicator to make me milkshake after milkshake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real I'm, milkshake. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, a real milkshake. Oh, God, I hate that scene. Yeah. I've never been angry at a replicator. I've never been madder at the replicator like idea. I actually want to understand. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't so, so many questions. So many think, questions oh, about the replicator. Just, well, okay. Well, I'll just quickly explain before we go to our sponsor. But basically, the idea is that she's frustrated that the replicator makes shitty food. Oh, so wa- it makes shitty food. The replicator it can make it, anything, well, but like, it makes it's shitty giving food. me the impression that like the replicator has like a I know I know what's better. Like you know I, I know yeah. what's good for you, sort of a thing. Yeah, where it it's like a, we're only going to serve you light. Pro- like we're only going like, to give you light diet mayo. ice cream. We're like going to give you light soy yeah. sauce. We're going to give you diet like, soda. Yeah, we're only going to give you bullshit. Yeah, oh, no. And, then I don't want to live on this. Who wants to live on this? But then on top of that, even if you ask for something really good. Like the the replicator and then it denies you, and it's but it's also just not good at it. Like it's like like so. Food, if you're can, like, I want a fucking chocolate chip cookie, it's like no, you can't have that. I'm it'll sorry. make you like a really bad one. You can have this vegan cookie. That's let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Restaurants are yeah. still a thing in yeah. Star Trek because he, they're like because they make shit food for the ones we want. The the body craves fucking Bondo, dude. Um, <laughs> well, I would rather believe the replicator is capable of making the good stuff, but regulations keep it from giving it to you. It's it's a little bit of both. 
Like um, there's like regulations on like the nutritional value of food on top of no, that's the fact that up. the replicator yeah, just isn't that, though. perfect at making certain my body, body my milkshakes. choice. Yeah, dude. Okay, so <laughs> I- I'm gonna shit on a restaurant here in LA. I think I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna shit on a place like this. But look, okay. I'm gonna say it with love, but it's gonna be sh- um, it's gonna be a total shitting of. Um, look, I've been to this place called Real Food Daily, right? Mm-hmm. And look, I have no problem with vegetarian food. I if you're mm-hmm. a vegetarian. May Bagul bless your heart, dude. But here's <laughs> the had thing: excellent vegetarian food. Yeah. Here's the thing: don't fucking name something a goddamn carne asada burrito, and it has no carne asada or no fucking nothing. It's uh, just like, fucking. And, thank you. And then like, and then like, and then wait, wait. It doesn't give you like a thing. It says our version of carne asada at the bottom, and it's like, no, motherfucker. Then don't call it that. Call it a Brussels sprout fucking burrito, dude. Because that's what it <laughs> that's fucking is. That's always the issue that I've had with with vegetarian and vegan food. It's when they smugly declare that they have recreated a meat dish, like you know. Like in its entirety, and then they try to sell to you as like this is just as good. This is <laughs> the have, exact um, same thing. Right now in my freezer, I have a uh, vegan fish. <laughs> no, don't call vegan it fish. Like, just, call, just call it just call it vegetable byproduct that we want to taste like fish, but it probably doesn't. Then I'll be like, okay, I'll be, I'm I'm ready to be disappointed if it tastes anything like fish. I'll be happy. I but saw it, it in the store and I was like, I have to try this. It's yeah. like vegan fish. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know I'll who, be honest, like the the moniker of like impossible slash beyond meat, like that mm-hmm. stuff, like that is an elegant solution to me because it's just yeah. a clear yeah, indicator of what it's going to yeah. what, what you're getting and also what the attempt of it was, like the intent and all that stuff, that's fine. I was about but, to say that that's what I, I actually agree with the most as well. Which is ironic because those are the products that so far actually taste the closest to actual beef burgers so True. so so two things one this is this is real food replicators real food daily replicators where they they say like oh yeah we'll give you a fucking ice cream bowl and it's fucking it's like <laughs> it's, it's, not... coco- it's coconut oil and no! fucking bullshit you know oh, that no. sucks but they don't tell you green flavored ice and you can make excellent oh, vegan ice cream no. like salt straw makes excellent vegan ice cream all the time it's actually really good i'm with ricardo though i would be fucking pissed if yeah yeah, like yeah, I yeah. ordered a like fucking carne asada very burrito. clearly say, labels it vegan. I would just tell fucking, you what's in it. I would it. just smash the goddamn machine. <laughs> I'd say, fuck you, replicator. I'd just fucking rather die than eat your fucking <laughs> shitty food. Number two, the fucking BK Lounge, a.k.a. Burger King, makes mm-hmm. a delicious Impossible Burger Whopper. Delicious, mm-hmm. yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done a taste test where I've bought both and then been mm-hmm. like, cut a piece of each and give it to me. I'm going to close my eyes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell the difference, dude. Wow. wow. So, Burger King. Do your thing, dude. You make a shitty whopper, and you make it just, just as, just as shitty fucking impossible. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, about, I was, I was about to say maybe it's because the Burger King burger already is so artificial. Yeah, yeah. the uh, impossible but, burger. You know, that's not a bad place to start from. No, it's though. not exactly. It, 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 it slots gives right you that in. opening. Yeah. To, to you know, start replacing all the all exactly. the remaining meat with well, you know, you know what pri- byproducts. Every time I've been to fucking Burger King, when I'm like, eh, I need fast food, I'll have the impossible whopper because I know it tastes very goddamn close to a whopper so yeah, so close good. that i can't tell so yeah, and actually actually um back when dan and i went to ucsd uc san diego that's where we went to college uh there was a, a cafeteria there called ovt that was famous for their breakfast burritos they unfortunately mm-hmm. don't do them anymore but um uh last we checked yeah i mean you mean last we checked from friends who still live there 
the 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 burritos were very good, but if you got meat fillings, they were like inconsistent because they would keep changing the quality of whatever sausage or bacon they're using. Now you're starting to get into territory that's exclusive to you because I didn't, I never yeah, went dude. full veggie patty like you did. Yeah, I always, I always got veggie patties because I I ended up being like they're delicious. They're they're always exactly what I want, and I actually they feel feel more filling than if I get sausage. Which sometimes their sausage is so greasy that it gave me a headache. Ew. And you know the bacon. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would suffer a fucking headache for a couple of hours for a good sausage, dude. Ugh, that uh. sounds gross. <laughs> I mean, it seems like from the episode, it seems like it's it's programmed to only give you healthy food which yeah, is fucked up it's just bullshit yeah. that's bullshit you know it's a crazy like you that- have to watch your figure deanna <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it kind of implies that a little yeah. bit it's yeah, a little that's weird what it feels like. it's also, a little strange also if we've solved cancer and diabetes and all this stuff yeah who cares just, who, just eat whatever you yeah, want <laughs> give me the goddamn fucking ice cream and then give me a pill so don't shit my but pants then, dude but wait, wait, i have I have a question because then, then in the next scene, they're chugging champ- champagne. Yeah. Is that not alcohol or is that it's fake synthahol. alcohol? It'd be synthahol. Okay. And it's probably like artificial carbs Ugh. in the champagne. Yeah. I want that Irish guy's fucking barefoot whiskey, dude. <laughs> Even though I don't yeah. like want barefoot, barefoot whiskey. whiskey. Oh, <laughs> barefoot whiskey. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he calls his whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I make these whiskeys with my feet. Yeah, it's barefoot <laughs> whiskey. Um, yeah, this sorry. episode was yeah. Yeah, sorry we got out of hand so early. <laughs> well, you think you think Tasha would have liked jerky? Think you oh, for sure. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, jerky's pretty functional. Yeah, <laughs> Ricardo, yeah. could you please tell us what happened in this episode? I can, and now you got me thinking about jerky. So thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> jerky. No, you're not thinking about. Jerky. To two women doing weird aerobics. Well, that too. <laughs> that was the other night, though. Uh, I got it out of my system. Um, <clears throat> all right. This so fucking this, episode. This episode's so fucking this creepy. This episode is... Somebody was was horned up yeah. Yeah. watching this episode. Michael Pillar. Uh, like, writing this episode. Yeah. Um, Pillar. Was it written by a bunch oh, of no, men? Oh, no, sorry. Oh, Michael Pillar just commented on the episode. The episode is actually written by Hannah Louise Shearer. Oh. Yeah. Never mind. Look, I don't want to say that she was horned up, but maybe she was. The episode proves it, you know? Yeah. It's very, uh, very charged. Yeah, yeah. Very erotic. It's the last episode she wrote for the series, actually. Well, because they said you're too erotic. Get the fuck out of here, dude. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I said, like, like, I think the last time I mentioned this on the podcast, maybe like two seasons ago, but every time we watch an episode on Netflix, it still says it's rated TVPG for sex and fear. Really? There's so, a, there's a um, lot of sex and fear in this episode. Plenty of sex in this <laughs> sex episode. Sex and fear. Moderate fear. levels of fear. <laughs> there's at least uh, at least uh, trepidation. Reasonable amounts of fear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, mainly the fear is from that episode where she was getting Rickworld. She was scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fear um, of Rick Astley. Right. So Rick Astley not in this episode, um, but she uh, so ca- uh, Counselor Troy. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, she shows up to her quarters and she's like, computer, <sighs> give me some ice cream. Give me some ice cream now. Uh, but she says, <laughs> none of that, none of that fake shit. Give me the real stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the computer's like, does not compute, does not compute, cannot make that stuff. So this again, is a weird conversation to have in general, because like she's been on this ship for a goddamn long time at this point. She should know the parameters of what the replicator can or can't make. Also, yeah. she she has she has inside inside knowledge, you know. What I mean, like she could literally hit up Picard and go, "Hey, 
Can you can you like give me like a code? Can you give me a captain this? override and make well, a replicator give me an unhealthy milkshake? It does ask her if she wants to override it, and then Picard's yeah. like, "Hey, come to this fucking party." Yeah, so and she almost she's did like, it. Ugh. She yeah, so did she it. might have overrid overrid the sy- system and been like, "Yeah, I want the real ice cream." I don't want to be judgy, dude. Okay, don't want to be judgy. <laughs> but but here we go. What the fuck is her stress about? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? How does anybody on the ship have stress? Yeah, I don't know. They don't. Maybe they don't okay. Write you any, know what? They don't run any. Since ports. she's a counselor, she might have a client or two that are just obnoxious as fuck. Yeah, or you maybe so? maybe there was a uh, she she talked with a bunch of clients who had some really heavy things to talk about that day. And I that feel like, work or maybe a bunch like... of inane things that aren't of any consequence. <laughs> but you know, she's a counselor, so she has to sit there and listen. She has to go. Mm-hmm. This is the first episode where I feel like we get. I get to know her a lot more. Like, I love that she's just like, That's God true. forbid I miss the watching the, the first look at the wormhole. Like, she's just like, this fucking work. Like, Picard, you know, like, she's kind of like rolling her eyes and she's like, not really interested in It is a bit unfortunate to be, though, that like our first real, gl- or like, this is the first glimpse we've had of like Deanna's like personal inner life in yeah. like, like a while. And the first thing she was like, I want chocolate. <laughs> I want ice cream. Yeah, and then even when she goes and meets up, Ry- meets up with Riker at the that ten four, she's like, "I'm happy as long as there's chocolate here." Yeah, it's like it's, it's yeah, crazy. True, it's like true. I don't give a flying fuck about wormholes. Yeah. I just want. I mean, you know, they like, do kind of reduce. I don't have her anything to, to wear, Captain. They reduce yeah. her to like that's sex true. and chocolate. And yeah, she even goes like that's. It's like the the most stereotypically like like the only like, thing missing was fawning over a shoe sale. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, she definitely. I mean, she over does. She gets a no. She gets a, She gets assaulted in this episode. Oh 100%, yeah, percent. But I think. but she's written as if she likes it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's played so weird. It's like to the point every where you, reaction she has shouldn't occur. It's to the point where you think it's mind control and you think yeah. there's something evil yeah. going on. It's but like it beta zoids yeah. override like everything, I guess. Yeah, it's it's very strange. <laughs> yeah, it this is a weird episode. And so she wants wrote chocolate and then she gets called into the stupid fucking uh, wormhole viewing party. Yeah. And she doesn't want to go. And she's like, well, you have to come. This this only happens once every goddamn blue moon. Come down here and watch this goddamn fucking wormhole open up. What's and funny is that it actually happens every 233 minutes. Yeah. I know. I know. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> she's just going to wait another two, three minutes and then be, yeah. you know, been done. <laughs> like, um, it'll be back in like three and a half hours. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So she's like, oh boy, God forbid I don't see the fucking opening of this hole. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but you know what? Later on, you find out why. Look, they they don't they they want to hint at this, but this is a this is a, a national TV show. She's a little sexually frustrated. If we're really mm. talking, she's not stressed. She's a little sexually frustrated. Could be. Um, and yeah. we could we could open up about it because we we're humans, we're adults, and we have needs. I mean, I think a chocolate sundae and sex are on equal level. So maybe that's what she was. <laughs> you know. You, she was saying, if I, can't, if, I can't, <laughs> "If I can't, if I can't get, if I can't get, sex, I want a real least, orgasm replicator. Yeah, at least I can have a chocolate, a real chocolate sundae, and it will be just as good." And so. they say, "Love is <laughs> define real orgasm yeah. in this context." <laughs> they say, "Love is no more satisfying than eating large quantities of chocolate." So there you have it. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. So. 
they uh, she's like oh boy so she she goes to the party and she's escorted by Riker to this party and they are you find out quickly that they're the the black hole i don't know how this happens but it's not i don't really explain the, very well <laughs> i don't yeah i don't know the logistics <laughs> the or how uh, is it like um it, it's really weird cuz so these people lay claim to this this wormhole and they're selling the rights to the wormhole. But it's weird. Is, is it like oil rights where you're like, well, this is my <laughs> section of space. But it's like transportation rights, maybe like, right? Like you're yeah. not allowed to use the wormhole because usage I don't know, rights. I don't know how they found it. Though. Is it because they found it or it's in their territory? Yeah. Like how? It's like right near their planet, which well, is very dangerous, I guess. But, yeah. but also, why can't, what if the other hole, the other opening of the hole, we're going to be saying hole a lot. So hold on to your buttholes. Um, <laughs> the other side of the hole, what if somebody's on that side and they say, well, we lay ownership to this side. You can't come to this side without fucking paying a toll. Yeah, you idiot. I'm sure that that would And work. so now that you paid two tolls, too many tolls. I, I don't, I'd rather veto the, the tolls. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think they properly vetted it before these negotiations began. But at yeah, the very not, least, yeah. like the very first probe that they try to send through to find out like, hey, where does it go? Does this wormhole actually work? Like they do get like a signal back like, hey, it ended up in, you know, this place. And I guess it didn't report back that it found any life forms or anything. So you would, you would uh, hope at they that would point they would be like, "Hey, this is this wormhole is like for us to claim." Maybe I don't. I just it's also weird the concept of space and claiming things in terms well, that are like you know, natural phenomena. That's versus the like, well, these are aliens, but the human nature is to definitely do something like this. I guess so. It just it just feels odd. It's like claiming the sun. I guess. I don't know. Can you claim like that? It's really strange. We have to pay it, for solar energy. So <laughs> it's also if like it's the only inhabited planet in that solar system, I guess. I think it's I don't also, know. It's it is also, really weird. Yeah. It's also illegal to collect rainwater. Yeah. In a lot you of know cities, what I mean? it is like, illegal so to collect water. It's like you're not sky. allowed to collect and use rainwater. Like that's how fucked up, you know, things are. So yeah, I don't know. And also, uh, like, this the, doesn't like, surprise me. And like, doesn't the Federation not like. They don't really buy things. Be- before they? we go further, l- we're going to come back to this goddamn argument that <laughs> we're having every goddamn fucking week where I keep saying, and Marvin keeps agreeing, aliens don't want any bullshit of our shit. They don't, they don't give a fuck because we're fucking idiots. <laughs> and this is why out of all the goddamn mammals in this planet, we're the only ones that pay rent to live in a planet we fucking already live in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, and we have no choice but to live here, right? Yeah. So yeah. And it's what like, the fuck? it's like, you think aliens, they're like, wait a minute, they're paying rent to live on planet earth, but that's where right. they live. Like, what it's, is that's rent? where they're born. <laughs> like, how do you? They have to live there. Yeah. And it's like, they have to live there. There's nowhere else to live. <laughs> Unless we give them like our our uh, our warp drives technology. If you think about it too hard, it makes no sense. Yeah, and aliens would have nothing to do with us. They'd be like, "These guys are idiots. Let's let's move on, dude. Let's go talk to the predator the planet one. where they hunt people." <laughs> sorry, sorry. One last thing: the aliens. These what are they called? The bar the barzans. The no, this, the you mean the the hot the, one, the mind controlling guy? No, no, the the um the 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 hosts that found the, the wormhole. Like they're oh, the, I don't remember the the boffins. The boffin? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the lady with the braces. I honestly the don't remember this time. <laughs> the lady I really with don't the remember. They claim, start with a B. Yeah, but they claim the reason Bavarian, why they, Bavarian. They can't, <laughs> we were way off, dude. <laughs> the Bavarians. Uh, yeah. The the reason why they can't uh, do anything with the the wormholes because they don't have space travel. Yeah. Well, they're, the, they're poor, right? Like they want to, that's how monetize. they're made rich. But if they have no space travel, then how do they get into contact 
with other species. Isn't that yeah. a dra- violation of the prime directive? I don't know, See, man. See, dude? This, this is a, what is this, this episode? Is a, this is a, quite a clusterfuck. <laughs> but immediately, you're introduced to a couple people. So these Bavarian people, they're selling the rights to, to the wormhole. And there's a couple of people that are interested. Uh-huh. The Federation is one of them. Because mm-hmm. it's it's basically a wormhole that's stable, basically. That's well, that's, well, that's the reason. It's believed to be stable. Believed to be stable. You're right. Allegedly stable. Allegedly. Which and would mean that it would be like a permanent gateway to a set point far off in the galaxy that will allow yeah, it like, would make very it quick fast. travel very, yeah. very yeah. Uh, instantly. It would save you eight years of light travel, basically. Mm-hmm. I guess it was um, something where like 90. Yeah, I like it was to eight. the point to the, to the point where they're going, it would take them eighty years to reach them at warp okay. nine. So it would take a long time. So it's a it's a real fucking Milky Way of a of, of a toll. Um, <laughs> and so there's a couple people that are interested: the Federation, the um, which are represented by Salazar, I think his name is Mendoza. But Mendoza. Sorry. I remember that because I remember thinking Mendoza. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But what he I looks know like as, somebody though. Immediately, I looked at him and I'm like, I know this fucker. I know this guy. Oh, who is he? Um, he is goddamn Enrique from fucking Terminator Two. He's the guy oh. that hides all the guns for Sarah Connor in Mexico. Oh. oh. He's a uh, what else, Connor? You want the fillings out of my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, Enrique. He's oh, like, very okay. good, very good. Um, and that's uh, Enrique is the guy that hides all the guns for her. In, in oh, okay. Mexico. Wait, which guy is this? This is the Salazar, uh, the mustache, the mustache, oh, mustache band. guy. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. Uh, so the Terminator Two guy is is representing the 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 <laughs> good representation, good representative. Yeah, Uncle and, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the really tall alien is another another race that that wants to buy the rights, the Caledonians. Yeah, but they don't really have the money to spend. Like, like they're like, yeah, they could buy the rights, but they don't have the money to to build a freeway. Freeway, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't have the technology for yeah. the upkeep, the upkeep and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're like, yeah, nice try, but they're going to be out. And then the third group is is this, this negotiator that's working for this other alien species that you really don't never never meet, never meet. Wait, um, who's that lady who's like clinging to him on in his first shot? Just some lady, some lady he brought. So up. she's not she's not like any part of the. No, she no. Left. She's not you find out real quick. He was banging her, dude. He was yeah, banging her in the beginning. Was, he sees he a hotter her, chick and it, says. Yeah. But she's not there to represent like the same people he no, is. No, no, it's he a literally banging it. dude. Yeah, he literally brought her fuck buddy, his fuck yeah. buddy. To, it's a plus to, one. Yeah, yeah. And That's then he it. was okay. like, you know what? Yeah. He was like, you know what? I I think this other girl's hotter. Yep. Troy's he was just hotter. like, get out of here. Straight yeah. up drops her, dude. Because yeah. Troy asks, asks, um, she asks him about her. Yeah, he's like, like, what happened to your lady friend? He's like, uh, not not my not not my traveling companions currently traveling. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the handsome guy, uh, he's, he's, uh, it's funny. I know him from Silicon Valley. He played their lawyer and he was very inept and very stupid and he was very funny. <laughs> okay, wait. You guys know, I can't stop thinking. I don't know if this is your demographic, but this guy, he's in Seinfeld. He, he looks like, <laughs> he looks like Scott Disick. Do you guys know oh, who I know, that is? I know Scott, Scott Disick. He, he, um, he's a disc guys, jockey. No, he's not. He's he's an he's unemployed guy to, who moved off the Kardashians. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was uh, with Courtney. I just Kardashian. looked up a picture, and I can kind of see what you mean. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I can't. If you cl- shave him clean first, yeah. yeah. Like I, him. the whole time I was watching this, I was like, he kind of looks and what I believe acts like 
Scott Disick. So they they both do look pretty Makes douchey. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. also has a bit of a Jared Leto face. Yeah. A little bit, yeah, yeah. He, and he I always- also, like, I kept on thinking, like, it, it, like he could pass for, like, Steve Carell's like pretty boy brother, <laughs> yeah, younger yeah, brother, yeah, yeah. yeah I he, can see that. But he's got he like always, a weird hunch when he walks around too. So it's yeah, like he's kind of weird. Oh my god, postured. and he's a yeah. he's a side mouth talker, which I hate. Yeah, he yeah. snarls when he talks. He's it's like yeah. a, he talks out of like the side of his mouth. Which yeah. is really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I think I, I do that a little bit. No, you <laughs> don't. I you, do that? you don't snarl. I would have. I would have noticed that. Then. I don't think you do that. And if you do, it's not as bad as this guy. Where it's yeah. just like we don't hate so, you, Dan. I don't hate you. Um, All right. This, guy's, this guy was also in Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> he he played Lloyd Brom in in, in Seinfeld. Oh, okay. I think I recognized him from Seinfeld. Actually, yeah. 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 Um, but he's he's a very famous character actor that you recognize. Uh, but he always plays kind of like a like a pretty boy dumb guy. Mm-hmm. He looks um, like Archer. Yeah, he kind of looks like Archer a little bit. Um, he looks like a lot of people. Guys. Yeah, he looks like a lot of people. <laughs> and and so they're they're going into negotiations, and immediately Counselor Troy catches his eye, and he's like, yeah, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of my lady that's with me and bed her." If you know what I mean. Betty means fucking. Um, <laughs> and so they're, they're negotiating. The negotiations are going to take a while because uh, they still, they're, they're thinking about sending a probe. And then guess who shows up, dude? Guess who shows up? <laughs> guess who shows up, dude? The goddamn Ferengi, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're so like, weird. Why didn't you invite us to the party? Uh, and I then the Damon shows up. Matt Damon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, where's my chair? Give me my yeah. fucking chair. <laughs> this guy. And then when the Ferengi, this is a funny bit. I don't know if this is written, but they want a chair and they keep talking about a chair and yeah. they won't stop talking about. <laughs> yeah, <chair. laughs> so he's it's a like, weird fixation. On yeah, chair. he's like, he's like, we're we're Ferengi. Why weren't we invited to the negotiations here? And he's like, well, we were going to, but then like we thought like you guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> now that you guys are here, we'll, we'll, we'll get you a chair. Someone's getting you a chair. Yeah. And he's like, are you going to get us our chair? He's like, no, I'm just hosting the negotiations here. So are you going to tell somebody to get us a chair? No, no. The chair's being gotten. Just chair, calm chair, down. chair. And he's like, uh, we feel insulted. There are no chairs here for us. <laughs> It's so weird. That's how I feel. And like, then Picard was like, you can have my fucking chair. Like, calm down. Like, it's not a big deal. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. It's so and then he weird. immediately, like, opens up his, like, pink sack full of, like, uh, single serving butter pats or bouillon yeah. cubes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, do you guys like gold soup? Then you guys are going to have fun with this. Because I'll match the highest offer. And include all these Andy's chocolates that are wrapped in gold. <laughs> um, it's so stupid because it's like, yeah, we'll we'll tack on the gold as part of our negotiations. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. No one cares about who, gold who anymore. Who other than you cares we about gold this, anymore? The satchel yeah. of also, gold. We can go to a replicator the- and get like eight tons of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, this is if you really melt this down, it's about. Two and a half bars of gold, which is nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. actually not that much gold. No. <laughs> it's, not like, it's, not like, it's not like he's like, this is just a taste. We're going to bring a fucking shipload of fucking this gold, just so yeah. you know. No, yeah. it's gold bouillon. It's it's extremely dense. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You Pour get water pour, on it, the, it will yeah, expand yeah. into yeah. like way more and gold. And add some heat, it'll like turn into a great gold stew. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it's in this like pink glittery bag that's way over the top. 
the gold <laughs> that they bring it in and they put it on the table. Yeah, uh, just ridiculous. And then the next scene. So so immediately you're like, oh boy, it's gonna be crazy. And then the next scene is uh, Deanna Troy's like talking to the computer about this guy's information. Mm-hmm. She's interested. And then this guy shows up unannounced. He doesn't knock. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't Fucking, ring before he shows up. Yeah. He just literally walks into her room and says, hey, what's up, baby? And uh, like, he's like, do I need an appointment? Yeah. I sure don't. It's her and dick he could, appointment. And, yeah. and it makes it seem like they had secretly known each other before or something. Exactly. I was so yeah. confused. I, at first, I was like, oh, they, they must be like old pen pals. or They just don't want anyone to know yet. In the, in the beginning, I forgot to mention this. He, she has a, a, a like a voicemail or a letter from her mom, Loxana. Yeah. yeah, and I thought, oh, maybe she sent him, or she she originally set her up with this guy, one of her suitors. Mm, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, but that's one nothing. Her, um, that, that those letters have nothing to do with anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a <laughs> yeah, fake yeah. out because it's like, oh shit, yeah. is Loxana going to be in this episode? Like, oh no, 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 exactly. <sighs> Um, but this guy, this pretty boy Floyd, he's like, "Hey, baby, I I think you 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 look a little stressed. Maybe we should hang out, have dinner. I Maybe know, I should you touch think? your hair. <laughs> yeah, can I touch mm. your hair? <laughs> and then the episode gets fucking freaky <laughs> from here on out because so many crazy things. I'm glad that jo- that One we've is, that we've seen something worse than Jordy. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. This is Jordy. Yeah. Is nothing. Jordy looks like a like a innocent school child compared to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy is so creepy. <laughs> yeah. and First he's a he's a face toucher. When you yeah, like another kiss. face Ugh. face touch face holding kisser. Ugh. One <laughs> thing. So so let's start the 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 offenses. Okay, he goes into her room, doesn't knock. He gets really mm-hmm. close to her and he turns her chair so she's kind of facing him a little more. Yeah, he li- he literally mm-hmm. moves her mm-hmm. chair and then he runs mm-hmm. her hand, his hand, sorry, from her like elbow all the way to her hair and starts and he he undoes her hair and he starts touching her hair dude no <laughs> and that, she starts don't touch my out, hair dude. i would be so yeah. fucking mad yeah this no deanna troy keeps, is like oh boy and then he touches her face and he, he like kind of like, like gives her commands like don't be counselor troy it's yeah. like <laughs> but like when he her. touches her she like flinches like it is yeah. not it doesn't yeah seem she like has she like a moment of, she looks uncomfortable. of resistance yeah but then I don't know because it's like the direction like kind of overrides how Deanna's acting, yeah, a little yeah. bit, and it's like, well, oh my god, actually, Deanna, you love this. <gasps> he like yeah, messes up I, her hair and everything. I think, it, oh I think it's like god. a combo of. I think you're right. I think the director is saying in the scene, you both love it, but the actor Marina Sirtis is internally going, "I hate this." Yeah, <laughs> it really <laughs> looks like she hates no, it. No, but like, don't you think it's a little bit more complicated than that? Don't you think that maybe that, you know... I don't he, think they because, wrote it that complicated. No, 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 but listen, listen, listen. He's written as an empath, right? He can pick up on, like, these underlying emotions. It almost appears to be mind control in a weird way. And yeah. so, like, couldn't it be that, like... She maybe has these feelings of, yes, wanting to be sexual, but like not necessarily with him. And like maybe, yeah, like he, it's, he's it's really it weird. He's yeah. reading it wrong. Well, okay, so, I don't yeah. think there's any chance of actual mind control because oh, we don't know that, dude. Being an empath, I don't know. Doesn't, we don't know that, dude. This guy's so, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't, but he's I don't. also picking up on her emotions to like want, you know, like something can feel good, but still be wrong. I mean, this is like an assault sexual assault 101 thing where like you know right you can still be assaulted and it feel good 
you can still like, you know, so I don't know. It just, I feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. I I think, I think it's basically that because he admits it in that later conversation, like he's so good at reading emotions that he can just manipulate people. He can manipulate. Yes. He says he can take advantage of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he's definitely being taken advantage of, you know, so. This guy's a really good car salesman. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, he's well, like, seriously, what, what I, is it going to take find for, me, for you to get on my dick today at the end of the day? <laughs> well, yeah, like, he does no, no. definitely give off that vibe. But uh, to counter the previous point, Deanna herself has trouble reading him. Deanna has trouble reading anybody. And she's bro. more Betazoid than. <laughs> But she's she's like yeah. supposedly more Betazoid than he is. But that's yeah. like I think part of the manipulation to me is that like he is doing something where he's making it hard for him to read, and it could be part of like his strategy. Yeah. You know, that's how I read it at least. I mean, um, I think it's I think it, there's enough room to ascribe all that in there, but I don't think that's what the writing had. I think you can interpret it that way if you want, but I'm not sure the writers had all that in mind. Yeah, I think the main yeah. thing the writers yeah. had in mind is that he's a master manipulator, and, and that she wants to. She was looking to get. She was horned up. She didn't didn't necessarily want him. Maybe she wanted Riker. Yeah. Maybe she wanted just a vibrator. We don't know. Yeah. Well, all she we wanted know is the Sunday. She, she wanted the fucking chocolate Sunday. Yeah. That's Look, what she all we wanted. know is that she's a little sexually frustrated. Clearly, yeah. right? She was looking for an outlet. It could have been her own body you know I mean that mm-hmm, provided the outlet mm-hmm. it, it and and he just happened to pick up on it because later you find out that he's he's a quarter whatever she is quarter, yeah betazoid. and so but but it seems like he has more control of his powers than she has ever had he does because he does this for a job like he's yeah. a he's a master manipulator it's yeah. like he goes around and negotiates and like that's why i feel like it's problematic yeah, what and doing, a masturbator you know? probably, a chronic yeah. masturbator. A, cro- um, <laughs> a chronic <laughs> negotiator, master manipulator, and yes, masturbator, yes, yes. A chronic yeah. masturbator. Um, so, <laughs> god damn it, dude! This is why, if you're new to the show, I apologize. We have no apologies, just like the Nirvana <laughs> song. No apologies, but <laughs> but you know, just bear with us, dude. Uh, this is how uh, this is how life is, dude. We're talking about love, dude. Um, <laughs> And so, um, <laughs> talking about manipulation, <laughs> that too. That too. Um, I so, just think it's a really poorly written love story. Yes, I and think it's, it's an it's extremely a, poorly I, written. I, love I disagree, story. Dan. I, I think I knew what they were doing. I don't even think it's a love story. I think I think it's a fling story. It's a fling story, but it's also a story about not getting conned and not getting manipulated and not and and also it's a story about how strong Deanna is because she got what she wanted too like she got it out of her system but she also had like the the um the what what is is it the moral fiber what what is it she called him out she called him out so she had like it was about ethics ethics but bingo that's what I'm looking for yeah god damn it oh god God damn it, Dan. Forget what I said. I'm sorry. Uh, Deanna Gate. <laughs> Troy um, Gate. So, so anyway, so she is clearly, look, Riker doesn't give her an attention at all. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about how fucked up Riker yeah. is in this, in this situation. But, but you know what? But no, no, no. Riker's a, a kind of I don't a think cool, he's fucked up at all. I don't think he's fucked up at all. I think he's cool. Like, what's fucked up about Riker? Yeah. Because um, Riker, uh, <laughs> at one point, Riker says- which I love, and we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But at one point, Riker says, "Well, that's re- th- he, he even calls out this raw guy. He's like, dude, you fucked up, dude. He's like, this is the one time I've seen you fuck up. He's like, because if you knew me, if you could really read people, because he doesn't know he, this guy could read people, but he kind of senses that he's a really good 
Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, like Riker is, he's good at, at reading people and kind of, that's why he's good at poker. You find out that when, when Riker becomes a, the negotiator for the, for the Federation, that he tells Raul, like, this is where you fucked up because if you knew me, if you could read me properly, you would know that nothing would bring me more happiness than watching Deanna be happy. So you fucked up, my friend. See you later, you piece of shit. Because and, the, well, the yeah, context of that is that he's trying to make Riker jealous. And yeah. Riker is saying, I wouldn't get jealous. No. Because no. that's not what makes me jealous. Like, yeah. I actually would be happy to see Deanna happy with yeah. somebody. I think there's another which is a huge contradiction. Well, I think there's another seasons. layer to that, too. Or I think is like part of that is a bit of a front on Riker's part where he's like, yeah. I know you're trying to get a rise out of me. That's true. But this yeah. is my counterplay because fuck you. Like it isn't gonna yeah. it isn't gonna work, but but it worked. It and worked also, for she's too fucking good for you, dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but my awesome. question is, why aren't they together? Because Riker likes the likes the harp ladies, dude. I mean, people like like that's... why do they have to be together? Yeah. Uh, because because well, is he's that the acting... fucked up thing Riker's doing? Yeah. Yeah, because I feel can't... like he's kind of well. I mean, it could be on her. T- it could just be their relationship. I'm at this point in the show. I'm not a hundred percent clear as to like. They clearly have a thing for each other, but then there's they're not together for some reason. Are they just fuck buddies? Are they just crushes? Are they just people that are afraid of commitment? Are they like I'm just not sure. Like what you're, fa- you're falling into the classic trap yeah. that that Deanna herself points out in that episode with Teabag, which is you are having trouble separating physical love and platonic love. Yeah. So they they they're not phys- platonic. But that's no, the thing, like uh, he, he, like she doesn't necessarily have to see him sexually. They are good friends, yeah. And maybe it'll grow into more. At one no, point, no. But I thought was there more... was a sexual relationship. Is there not? Exactly. There but but again, they have they. She has the ability to separate se- physical love and platonic love. Yeah. Like for her, it's not the same so thing. So she likes fucking Riker. She loves Riker as a friend, but she doesn't want to be with him. Yeah, well, she part, wants of, part of it. <laughs> part of it also is that Riker, for whatever reason, has claimed that being in a long-term relationship is difficult for him on a career path towards being a captain, and she has agreed, and that's essentially why okay. they're kind of yeah. a good position they're in. Also, like if you're reading the psychology of Riker, I mean, I don't want to get too into this, but look, he had a piece of shit dad. I'm sure he doesn't want to be a piece of shit dad to a kid he has, you know, if he has a kid. Mm. So it just wouldn't make sense that he'd be like, look, I don't want to cause any fucking trauma. I don't want my kids to fight me and fucking. You may want to avoid having a family at all costs. Yeah. I don't want to have gun katas with my my son. You know, (laughs) Uh, know, I don't want to play American Gladiator with my son. So. We'll yell Jap- that. terrible Japanese phrases at each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do it again. Jim Kana. <laughs> Jim Kana. Um, that's what they're yelling. Oh my yeah. God. That episode was crazy. <laughs> so maybe that's it. We yeah. don't know. But but yeah. l- let's get back on track. We're going to get to more of Deanna's shit and more of Riker's shit in a bit. But let's get back. We go into the, uh, the what are these? The orchids? What are they called? The, the, the what? I don't know. Okay, the dudes with the big ears. Oh, Ferengi. Ferengi. Orchids? Um, I, I don't know why, dude. Sorry. Um, the, I, I, that, that had so few context clues, I couldn't I know, sorry, tell what you're talking about. Sorry, guys. That is far too abstract. Flowers, orchids. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why why orchids came to mind. <laughs> um, the Ferengi then start like reverse shooting themselves up. Like they, yeah. they're pulling blood out of their system. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, yes, what we're going to do. So what, what happens, what happened is that the Federation representative says, Hey, we, before we 
before we make any any rash decision, let's let's find out what if this is real because like this doesn't really happen very often where there's a stable wormhole. So never happened. Before. It never happened. So let's figure out if it's true, and then and then like um, Picard's like fuck yeah, let's find out, dude. Let's send some people over there and figure it out. And then um, the Ferengi are like, yeah, let's knock some of these people out of the running so we can get the contract for this thing. And the way they're going to do it is they're going to knock out the Federation representative. And the way they do it is they take out blood from themselves. They And they give them the old, like, citrus handshake, which is, like, they put lemon on their fucking hand. <laughs> and lemon blood on their hand. And then, and then, like, they shake and then, like, they get temporarily sick, really sick. But then, like, there's no way to trace it. Which is yeah. like, why haven't, why haven't any, it's like ha- why haven't hot hand, but extra spicy. I know, like <laughs> extra citrusy. It's the um, hot hand. You con limon. Con limon, yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand, like, if this is a known thing, like, why hasn't the Federation or, like, Pulaski or the incompetent fucking Beverly Crusher, why haven't they been like, well, this is a thing, like, it's a known thing that, like, Ferengi blood will paralyze you. I think so. it's not a known thing. I think um, thing? the Ferengi actually aren't very well known to the Federation. There's very few things they know about them. The Ferengi may know that their own blood can be synthesized into some sort of, like, allergy reaction in a bunch of other species. But mm, they might yeah, be the only want, ones who know that. So, If you want to know about their generals, you have to ask Gene Roddenberry himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or uh, speaking of genitals, there's, did you note? Okay, this is jumping head. They look like they again. have balls on their heads. <laughs> yeah, a, they th- do. Don't there's they? A, there's a shot where they're at the bar. One of the Frengi are at the bar, and he's speaking to a lady. Mm-hmm. And he goes up to the lady, and he puts his hands up like this. And I'm pretty sure he's saying, "This is how long I am." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're like he's like without being hard. That's up again. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, isn't that what Gene Roddenberry had originally alluded to? That the Ferengi have gigantic dicks? Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I should find that quote. Yeah, I, I just found the scene that you were talking about. It, there he goes with the hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's big. great. It's yeah. great. <laughs> then the lady proceeds to leave, and then another lady comes by and is like, oh, hey, how are you? Yeah. Later on, uh, Ferengi, you'll see it, but Ferengi actually start talking about how their sexual prowess, their ears. So, like, the bigger and rounder their ears are, it's apparently, like, the more virile they are. Oh. It's like, it's like how we equate to, to feet. <laughs> I wouldn't equate that to that. No, I, I reject that <laughs> metric. <laughs> I don't look at people's feet for nothing. There was a guy that, that came to work, and I think this is after, I think it was after Marvin's time. Um, but he was really tall, and he had really weak feet. No, and, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. And there was more than one Kevin there, so we called him Big Dick Kevin, because he had big <laughs> feet. <laughs> But not to his face, of course. Um, uh, uh, maybe, maybe once or twice to his face. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm not sure. Oh, I mean, boy. he was so like, like nice and polite that he was probably like, "Oh, okay, thank you." you. Know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was you know? like, "Wow." He yeah. was very like nice and like very soft spoken. Was like, "Yeah, that sounds good." And, and naive. He's very naive. Uh, he wasn't ready he was for cool. that room. He, was, he wasn't he was ready cool. for yeah. that room. Yeah. He was a cool guy. I like Kevin a lot. Yeah, he was really yeah. cool. Big dick Kevin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, the Ferengi do the old citrus hand and they're like, that's how we're going to paralyze the, the representative. Yep. And then fucking old, um, old blue eyes, uh, goes and meets with, uh, with, uh, Tiana Troy and immediately like, there's no, like, 
hey, let's have dinner. Let's have a talk. Let's have a drink. He's like, he immediately is like, I'm going to kiss you, dude. I'm going to touch your face and I'm going to yeah. kiss you. I mean, he mm. came over for the premise the, of dinner. Yeah. And well, it's her dick like, appointment. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately. Yeah. Oh, wait, I don't like I don't like the I don't like the touching of the face. Why do people oh, do you guys do so who touching. does that? Not me. Uh, Ricardo, Not me. Dan, he, do you Marvin, do you touch people's faces? You know I don't. Them? No. <laughs> you know no, I know. Maddie's like, you know I don't. You know I hate touching people's faces. Does she though? Don't does she touch my actually PSA to all men out there? Do not touch a girl's face a woman's face you know what i am curious about this well, though is well, there wait, anyone wait, out there wait, in our wait, listenership wait. who prefers the face touching? Hair. please yeah. sound off yeah sarah sarah people who are blind <laughs> want the face touching <laughs> okay well they have to specify that because yeah, yeah. the oh, standard to, should be please touch my face do yeah. not touch my face especially a woman's face like don't touch her hair don't touch her face without prior approval Please do not. He also does a thing that I really, really hate is that he he orders for her. Oh. Basically, like Ugh. yeah, he does. He does. It's like yeah. you know, okay. Those people, are the things. Do not order for a woman. Do there's not. There's some people who insist on ordering for their oh. partner in a restaurant, and I'm always like, like your little baby. <laughs> but then there's some weird there's some weird people out there who like do kind of like that though. Dan do you order for your woman no <laughs> I don't have women Sarah <laughs> do you touch her face Dan's there's like no well, face touch. to touch <laughs> Dan's like I touch I would touch her face in order for her yeah Dan's Hans Moman in the like in the, the really crowd. the really awful thing about this is that I have no way to refute you because I <laughs> Don't have anyone to prove you wrong with. Oh boy, I can don't. I can swear up and down that I would not do these things, but I do can't not. prove it immediately. Dan, There's no one to yeah. ask. Goes on a first date and he's like, "I'm gonna touch your face." I'm just gonna put it out there. Oh, no. Red Before flag. The night, Red flag. I'm gonna touch your face. Now Dan's only fans. Okay, I guess I gotta to, I'm gonna establish an OK Cupid profile that says face toucher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're face um, toucher you're, restaurant at restaurant orderer for you or yeah. yeah. Ever time, indecisive about what yeah. you want off a menu? Ever felt your face was just like conspicuously untouched? <laughs> I'm the guy for you. If you see the face, I touches it. Um, so so um he immediately carries her to bed and he beds her. Mm-hmm. And then Salazar, the the uh the the guy that's <laughs> or whatever his name is, uh old fucking Mendoza. Mendoza. Sorry. What did, Mendoza. what did I I keep calling him Salazar? So they're both <laughs> funny names to me because Salazar is also the guy from Resident Evil 4. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Napoleon and, and, man, Enrique, Enrique from Terminator Two. He t- apparently shook fucking a Ferengi's hand for no reason, and then he's, screen, he's sick. Yeah. He's out. He's out. Yeah. He's out of the negotiations. He's paralyzed and he's sick. So they decide that the best, the easiest thing to do because they can't get and the Ferengi get pissed. They're like, "Oh, you did this on purpose. You you're trying to pos- postpone the vote to see who gets his fucking rights." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I don't give a fuck, dude." I don't give a fuck who gets the rights, dude. Just shut the fuck up and stop talking. Stop talking about chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, um, they they basically figure out that the best person to replace uh, Mendoza is Riker because he's good at poker, and mm-hmm. it, it it works out. So, so he becomes the new the new negotiator. Mendoza's out, so they they have to. They have to figure out if the wormhole is stable. So the Ferengi send their own team and the and the the Enterprise sends their team, mm-hmm. which is made up of uh I was gonna say Fergie. <laughs> Jordy, Jordy and uh 
uh, Jordy and Data. And then did you just notice that like the Ferengi, uh, their their console has a like an R two D two in the middle? Oh, it does. Oh. Yeah, it has like a black and, and a white R two D two in in the middle of it. Oh, okay. Just I know the, it look like I don't like a helmet. Yeah, so. like a pretty boop, pretty boop. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but anyway. let's send let's send our our smartest engineer and yep. the one yeah, of a kind and android fucking, through a wormhole that way again, they, may, they may never an return example from. Of, <laughs> of sending the wrong people, yeah, very valuable people. The wrong people died. This, yeah, they should have sent Wesley. <laughs> then nobody yeah. would have cared if he died. Um, honestly, so, why do you need a manned shuttle? I don't know. To, why not like, like a smart probe that knows to come a, back? A yeah, you, a you can make better probes <laughs> than what was used. <laughs> I'm God. sure. Yeah. yeah, or one of the probes already said it's in a different quadrant, right? Yeah, what yeah. I just need just to send another one. Send another one, and you would have immediately realized we're in another quadrant. Yeah, the wrong yeah. one, and it's not stable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's not worth it. Uh, let's go home, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. So, um, basically, these negotiations—I don't know if they take days or they take hours—but this dude, all blue eyes, keeps fucking Deanna Troy. <laughs> Constantly yes. fucking her, dude. This is a, this is a, a scene that Ricardo loves, which is like a, a very long shot of a foot being oiled up. <laughs> that scene is so. Uh, mm. I feel like Raul, old blue eyes, he does this every every like few minutes. I think we should take it to minute recess. Let's go. And then he's like, "I'm gonna go fuck the dude." Um. So anyway, um, they send the probe, and they don't know where it's gonna come back. And then old Raw, old Blue Eyes has a PowerPoint presentation of why he should get the rights. <laughs> uh, no one else does, yeah. but he does. He's yeah. like, let me show you my PowerPoint. Uh, yeah. This is these are the uh, are the reasons we should get the fucking the rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rawls, I don't like him. He's too sure himself, and I don't like him. But then the next scene is uh, is a foot scene. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I just timed it. That's it's thirteen fucking seconds of it's the. It's a very long. That's shot. a lot. Tarantino <laughs> definitely directed this episode. <laughs> Why is it so long? It's he w- so it's funny. awkward. This episode has some really strangely long shots and some weirdly short cut off shots. Yeah, like they knew it, what they were doing. It's with the strangely foot thing. edited. They knew what they were doing with the foot thing. They were like, we need a really long shot of him massaging Massage her foot. Your foot. Oh God! Oh, God. Um, They're so oily. All right. So who who was the <laughs> biggest so fetishist uh, in on the crew? Was it the director, the editor, <laughs> the like, cinematographer? Wh- whose oh, fault was I think, it? I, I think it was a cinematographer. Mm. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, her feet look so yeah, amazing." But then, <laughs> but then it, but then they cut a thirteen second shot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it was the cameraman's own doing. Maybe it was a it was a group effort. Group effort. Everyone was like, maybe they all agreed. (laughs) They all shook hands at the beginning of the productions. Is like foot. Let's see who they all shook their oily hands. Who drank the poor the poor actress? She had to agree to that and be like, oh great. Robert Shear. Robert Shear was like, hey Hannah, um, I'm really into feet, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm really into fucking feet. Is there any way you can write in a scene with a lot of feet action going on? And she's like, I can do that. I can do that. She's like, you know what? I am into getting my feet rubbed. So it's it's a symbiotic. She's like, it's my last script yeah. for the show. I can, work, I can just work. toss that in there. What's and funny then, is that there's there's no right there's no dialogue that justifies that foot no, shot. No, it's no, just no. gratuitously stuck in there. It didn't have to be her writing. And then no. Robert Robert went over to to fucking Marvin Rush's office, the cinematographer, and he's like, Hey, so we're gonna need a a, a, a smaller light kit. He's like, for what? He's like, we're gonna need to light her feet because there's gonna be a feet massage scene. Mm-hmm. And he's like, really? For Star Trek? He's like, yeah. 
it's going to be at least lots of oil. Yeah, a lot of oil. So make sure at you least get ten seconds diffusion on that thing because it's going to. You don't want the the light shining off of that thing. It's going to be really bring oily. some gels. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and then he immediately went over to John Farrell's office and he's like, John, I know you're used to editing a lot of this shit, uh, but this is going to be a very special episode, John. And he's like, why? He's like, we're going to have a 13 second feed shot. <laughs> And he's like, really? He's like, yeah, dude. Everyone's going to get erotic, dude. This is sounding too plausible. Yeah. I'm getting uncomfortable. I don't like it. And they all conspired and they said, you know what? I'm okay with this. And, and, it no just, one asked. No one asked Marina Sirtis. No one did. Not. No one. And then she was just like, "My foot is going to be on screen for 13 seconds." What? Well, well, they manipulated. They 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 stretched it out. They, 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 they only got like seven seconds worth, but they're like <laughs> just just kind of like no. They, they told her, "Oh, it's just a quick three second shot. Yeah, Don't worry." Yeah. And then she's like thinking, "Cut? Are you going to say cut?" No. What, what, hap- what happened was was the director's like, well, start massaging so we, so like you're into it. You don't start it. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and oh, then like, they're already like, recording. Like, Six seconds later. Yeah. yeah. And, and let's see. Let's see. Are we rolling? Action. Are we rolling MOS on this or with sound? <laughs> Tim? Tim? No, no, are fine. you rolling, rolling sound? Keep- Tim? Tim, no, don't okay. cut, don't cut. Keep oh, rolling, keep Tim. rolling. Tim, are you yeah. are you rolling sound? We're, we're rolling the camera already. And he's like, he's like, oh, you're not rolling sound on this. Okay, okay, okay. Good, good to know. Good to know. Okay. Now, when I say uh, action, we're gonna we're gonna keep going. How you've been going? Uh, now we have film in the camera, right? <laughs> They yeah. got like, like five minutes worth of fucking foot massage. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a director's not for broadcast cut yeah. where the foot's fucking being massaged. Extended yeah. foot I'm just scene. imagining Michael Okuda in a warehouse with like five reels that all say <laughs> Marina's foot. And he's just going like. <sighs> which which part of this is in the show? Yeah. <laughs> why did it, why do we have, why do we, why is it the end of the season and we have a clip show? Uh, uh, well, in episode, um. I think it was episode. I think it was episode like seven or eight. They uh, they they shot like they shot like three canisters worth of feet footage. He's like, how how three canisters? Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, well, the director requested three cameras on that setup. Three cameras. We only have one. Yeah, he had to rent two other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I was imagining it was the one. For was some reason, a the dailies camera. were private today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For some reason, I was imagining it's still a single camera setup, so they actually had to like switch switch reels, but the the shot kept going. And then yeah. They immediately came right back. Yeah, they were like another another reel, oh, another one. Yeah, yeah. Tim didn't keep, tell keep us massaging. Yeah, Tim didn't tell us that he was rolling sound or not. He was being fucking very. Why is it being so weird? We wasted a whole it. reel of film. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this whole scene continues, not the scene behind the scenes, the actual scene (laughs) in the show, not the one I made up right now, uh, or, or accurately re-portrayed. I know. We we don't know for sure. And, and we don't know this, but beforehand he's like, Tim, I'm going to act like, like, I don't know if you're fucking rolling Mm -hmm. sound or not. And we're going to do this bit where, where, where you can't hear me and I'm going to just keep repeating, but I'm just rolling fucking footage on the, on the feet, dude. Are you a feet guy? Tim? 
And he's like, ah, oh, kind of. And he's like, dude, I'll make you a copy of this footage if you go with this bit. He's like, all right, okay. Oh my I'm gosh. sure I could sell it somewhere. I mean, everyone loves her. I was like, all Tim, right, meanwhile, is yeah. just playing along to yeah. try to move ahead in the industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim just wanted like, I'm not really oh. in the feet, but everyone oh, around God, me is. This is too real. This yeah. is now too real. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Tim goes home to his wife and he's like, how, how was work, honey? He's like, dude, he's like, you know how I hate feet. You know, you know, I, I hate feet, but I had to pretend I had love feet. <laughs> my boss, my boss, the director today, he was a real feet pervert. And he, he was shooting uh, her feet. The, Wait, are the we lady. on the set of a Tarantino movie? Because this sounds like... He yeah. said, I had to pretend. And I, was, I felt very uncomfortable for, for the actress and for myself. But, uh, you know, there's no one to talk to. Like, the, you think I'm going to bring this up at a, at a uni meeting? Like, um, <laughs> my director made me fucking look at feet for fucking an hours on end. And then he oh, sent God. me a private canister worth of feet footage. I can't bring that up. They'll make fun of me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, sorry. I, I, that, that bit went on for way too long. It's um, not a bit. And then it's not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> this scene goes on for too long, which yeah, is just of them massaging each other. oiling him. First, she first, full mounts him. Yeah, yeah. she mounts yeah, him she and she massages. Full God yeah, damn. She massages his, his chest. And I'm like, mm. boy, how, what was the budget on the oil in this episode? <laughs> Yeah, so much mm-hmm. oil. Half, half the oil budget went to that foot shot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we'll get to these shitty fucking scenes because we're going to get to the other really uncomfortable scene. Yeah. Um. So a couple things happen. Jordy and Data discover that the other side of the wormhole is not um stable. Yeah, it keeps fucking moving, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just that's not how wormholes work, but whatever. Yeah, but but you know, uh, it's not stable. So they they run back. They're like, get, let's get back in that hole, dude. If you know what I mean. And Data's like, I do not know what you mean. Um, and he's like, you'll learn one day. Um, and they they come back, but the Ferengi stay out there. They're like, um, the humans they cower. We don't believe you. It, yeah. <laughs> mm. I love when Jordy goes. He goes, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they get stuck out there. They're going to be out there for years on end because they got marooned. And then the next scene is Beverly Crusher. We've never seen her do this. She's doing like uh, yoga aerobics. Oh, uh, my God. This, this scene. is an infamous scene. <laughs> this scene and is. It's gratuitous. It's, it's, it's a it's lot. It's quite infamous, this yeah. scene. It's a lot. Well, he, let me describe it for anybody who, who doesn't remember it or hasn't seen it in a while. It's, like, it's going to be the thumbnail of this episode. So. There's, an, there's an infinity, <laughs> there's an infinity, infinity mirror, basically, uh-huh. behind her. Uh-huh. And you could see Beverly's face and then her butt at the same time. So some some guy was like. I need a shot that it has both her butt and her face in it, or I can't get off. She is, like, <laughs> she is full Tim, on. This is another stretching. Dr- another. Tim, Tim, are you rolling on this? <laughs> <laughs> and Tim's like, yeah, 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 I'm rolling. yeah, yeah, I'm rolling down. Why do we need a mirror? Like, why is there a mirror behind them if not only to capture? This I mean, it looks like a fucking hallway in the ship. Yeah. Like, why yeah. is it? No, look, they why they is literally, it like, it's just shot in the the engineering room. So they they removed the the table, that big pool table in the yeah. middle of the room, and they just blocked off the the the, the archways with mirrors. 
and it's that's but just like why I, isn't she like it's so it's an exercise it, room that makes no sense it's no, so tiny it's, yeah. it's specifically <laughs> set up in a way that we can see her face and we can see her bending over so we can see a nice that's it shot of yeah. her butt and yeah. her yeah. ass yep this robert sheer guy is the biggest pervert out. Star and, and i'm just yeah. like what the fuck like <laughs> and, what is this and so they're they're, they're stretching out and she's like she's like beverly is like oh you're very limber today and he's like yeah <laughs> sure am <laughs> it's old rawl's dick uh that did it for me yeah <laughs> she like runs in there and yeah like, and oh my God. and then they stretch out and then they do the old scissor me timbers <laughs> um <laughs> it's uh, is there, are I these mean, real stretches no you you do not nobody need to stretches stretch like, like this that, right nobody does this like right <laughs> you know no, who stretches you, like you this don't. somebody who's who's who is really bad at female directing female porn <laughs> And he thinks he ha- he has his grasp on, on erotica, and he, he just does. And he's like, "This is this is great erotica." Uh, and he's like, "Tim, you piece of shit, dude. You should have spoken up, dude. Because now we're stuck with this shit, dude." Oh my god! Just the scene with them stretching. This like is- I just I literally uh, there's a site that if you use ExpressVPN, one of our sponsors, <laughs> you can find lots of scenes of women. Stretching that like scene, this. it's like that scene is like a like a clip out of. Have anyone seen Killer Workout? Uh, it's a, it's a David Pryor film. Uh, it's basically like, hey, there's a killer at, at this uh, yoga gym with ladies, but like literally half of the footage of the movie is just watching women in yoga pants like thrusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that, yeah. That, that's basically yeah, well, yeah. that's the intentions are clear. This, this <laughs> yeah, that yeah. really is outfit reminds me of Regina from Dino Crisis. <laughs> um Uh, and and so the the scene goes on for a few minutes they're 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 talking uh about this this boy talk and his dick says yeah Yeah. um and then the next scene well there's one thing she says uh well well, beverly goes oh there was a guy i did fall in love with instantly and it only lasted a week and it's like who is it yeah. Right. At first, Deanna's like, oh, that's how it was with Jack, you know, her husband. Yeah. yeah. And, and Wesley's supposed father. Yeah. Alleged, alleged far, father did. Mm-hmm. And then Barry was like, no, not Jack. Jack <laughs> Jack's a piece of shit. Yeah. He died. Uh, <laughs> nah, not Jack. Nah. He's like, no, it was a, it was a much uh, bolder man. <laughs> I mean, did I say bald or bold? I meant bold. I meant bold. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Well, why would you say that? Why would you say bald and then bold? I don't get it." And she's like, "She's like, yeah, I fell in love with him, and you know, um, he may or may not have killed my husband." Um, but anyway, uh, and then so the next scene is the uh, the bar scene where the where the uh, plutonian, what's his name, the sure. The, the big ear dudes. Yeah, They're, he shows it. He's like, oh, "This my dick's this, this big." Oh, the Ferengi, right? <laughs> the no? Ferengi, yeah, yeah. Ferengi. And so there's a scene where Rawls talking to the alien mm-hmm. with the uh, with the vagina on his forehead, and um, <laughs> and and he says, "Hey guys, uh, hey my my dude, I clearly know that you guys can afford to build a thing. Like it's going to cost you this much, and and just just some pure research alone, like it's going to cost you this much and this much, and you it just you don't have the the money or the likes to go the distance. So why don't we go we go on in this deal, and I'll give you some, you know." I'll, I'll give you, I'll let you wet your beak if you if you give me a deal on this and let me take right. over and bow out he's, of this. He's basically telling him, you know, I know you guys don't like administrative shit. You just like yeah. to do pure research. 
And this shot's really strange because he starts doing the thing where he's like talking to him and it just cuts off in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Just, the editing in this episode is so strange. That was well, the weirdest thing why to does me. That I, happen? I kind of like You know why? It, you know why? Because the director was like, uh, <laughs> cut, cut the scene so you have more feet. More feet. Mm. <laughs> And Absolutely. he's like, he's like, doesn't make sense. He's like, he's like, John, that it doesn't make fucking that's... sense. He's like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Old it's like, big... we need to cut you this need, down for you need commercial. To trim, trim wherever you can in order to fit yeah. the full shot in. He's like, he's like, but he doesn't even finish his sentence. He's like, I don't give Just a fuck. Just cut off his sentence. Cut it off. He's like, he's like people you, you figure think... it out. People will figure it out. Yeah. You think, you think people want to know what the fuck this guy wants to t- say? Or do you want, you want more feet, dude? And he's like. He's like, I thought, I thought we made a deal, dude, that we're gonna have more feet in this fucking episode. And he's like, Yeah, but I know, but it's just like it feels like it feels wrong. And he's like, I don't give a fuck what it feels like. Dude. When you see those feet, how do you? How does your dick feel, dude? <laughs> he's like, John, you're making me feel yep. uncomfortable, dude. <laughs> oh no, oh, uh, this is too. This is too accurate a description of Hollywood. Poor Tim. <laughs> and I, and I, I feel bad for Tim. <laughs> Tim just wanted to be a sound guy, dude, on yeah, the show. Yeah, he's just <laughs> being fucking. You know, oh boy, I feel bad for Tim. Um, it's like, anyway. why, did, why did CBS stick me with this show? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they had oh. been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could have been on so many other shows. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, basically, the alien race, the Christillians or whatever, the Christians, they bought <laughs> out. They're like, they're like, we're out, we're out, we're, we're, we, we out. <laughs> we, we don't have the money. We don't have the, the patience. We're out. And so now, all that's left are the. The money hungry people, and then the 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 blue eyed dude, and and Riker, mm-hmm. and the Frankie, huh? and so Frankie, the money hungry people, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. got it. So we find out again. Uh, we we see the end of the 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 episode, the B storyline, where we find out that the wormhole is in fact not stable. So eventually, the other side will be unstable, and you know, Jordy and Dina figure out because they're smart, and the other Ferengi people are like, "Now nah, you guys are cowards. You're leaving early," and they Idiots. get stuck. They get marooned. Um, <laughs> and that's and another shot that's cut off weirdly fast when they yeah the, 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 oh, they the get, comedic shot where they're yeah, like they, oh, they, they're like, oh and it just gets cuts off super yeah. fast, and you're like, "What? Yeah. What happened?" <laughs> I like yeah. both instances of the cutoff, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's true. funny, but it's just so yeah. it's just different editing style for the yeah. show than everything yeah, else. It's but. like it's 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 more modern style editing. It's like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's the same sort of humor behind like perfectly cut screams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I don't again. I don't know the timeline of this goddamn episode because every time we 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 cut to uh, old old uh, Rawl hanging out with Deanna. They're wearing different clothes. They're wearing like sexy, like lounge clothes. Yeah, yeah. Then, like, like robes. Yeah, like, like like so. Is this dude like? They're like off oh, recess, thirty minute recess. All right, and then he, he goes like, and changes and gets into his robe. <laughs> and then I don't understand how that works. Is it days that have gone by? I, I think don't know. it's days. I think it's been okay. a few like days and days of just so fucking. just a fuck fest. Yeah, uh, she's, and she's getting time, it all out. She's getting yeah, it all out. This time they're eating dinner. Diana and him are eating dinner. He's showing some chest hair. And they got those weird forks that. Oh, I'm I don't afraid. like how he. I don't like how he holds the fork. I don't it's like those forks weird. at all. Yeah, I'm afraid for the actors. Like they're gonna get stabbed. <laughs> he's holding it. So that, and he's, they're kind of just like dipping it in the sauce and just kind of licking off. Yeah. Yeah. The, the forks are very forks. bizarre. And so basically, uh, this dude's like, "Hey, 
is it basically Deanna, Deanna's like, why do you, why are you taking advantage of your powers and using them for this? Like, isn't that bad? And, and basically he tells her, well, you're an idiot and you're a hypocrite because don't you use your powers for the ship, for the benefit of the ship? Like, don't you, don't you give your captain like, like a leg up by feeling other people's emotions? Like I'm mm-hmm. doing the same thing, but well, for business. He, he actually admitted though, like during that conversation, he says, I used my powers to gain an advantage with you, which yeah. to mm-hmm. me is like, He's admitting he manipulated her. Oh, yeah. And I just, that is like super uncomfortable. Is it? But, 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 but look, I I agree with you, but, but I'm just playing the devil's advocate. Is having, okay, let's, let's put this in in real life. Mm -hmm. If I, uh, if Deanna Troy was real and I had the powers, right? And I was using my powers to read her mind to sleep with her. That's would that be taking advantage of her? Yes. That's fucked up. I don't like that. And, and like, it could be. Even though she has powers as well? Yeah, I don't. I I think it's I think it's unethical. Well, then then what she's doing is unethical too. Well, he's doing it in a personal. He's doing it to fuck her. You well, know? he's she she could be doing it to kill other people. <laughs> Which is I mean worse I than- think I mean it also could be that he gained it as an advantage. Like she already had a crush on him, and he was able to sense that, and so yeah. he was able to exploit that. Well, I I do honestly and, believe that is how it was supposed to be written. But right? I, I don't that's feel how it was, that's. I still, I still feel that's unethical. Even if someone has a crush on you to exploit that, like by reading their so, mind. So I think it's, it's two, it's two, two it's, separate sets of moralities. Actually, it is actually alluding to another episode where um, uh, Luxana showed up, and uh, Deanna explained that in Betazoid culture, they're very open with each other. They have no secrets because everyone can reach read everyone yeah. else's minds. So in Betazoid culture, it's. There is no manipulation because everyone is fully open. There are no secrets. It's all out for everyone to see. And then Deanna explains to her mother, hey, humans really don't like having their minds read. Don't do that. So I think it's straddling the line between like, well, in Deanna's culture, this isn't necessarily immoral, but he's human in mostly human in human culture. And she's half. And uh, at least in Betazoid culture, everyone knows that everyone else yeah, all knows. Yeah, that's totally different. Whereas here, nobody knows. Exactly. No one knew he was an empath. And um, she And didn't everyone know. knows that Deanna, in pers- at least in personal- um, She could like sense he was an empath. No, she sensed something was off. She didn't know that he was an empath. Yeah, he, he had to her, reveal it to her. He yeah. had to reveal he it to her. He didn't realize. Like she, she sensed realize. that okay, she, okay, couldn't, okay. she couldn't like read him properly, which could be- because of that, you know, or something like that. But I just feel like it's fucked up. It's not part of the the culture that's expected. You're not walking around expected expecting for someone to read your mind. And like, right? Yeah, I think I think that's the main issue, which is makes that it messed up. There's like if- it's it's murky, but I mean, I also would point to how Deanna acts like when completely separate from him, when he has no. When he's not around to like enact his manipulations of any kind, he's like she's still really into the fucking. Well, yeah, I think she yeah, she yeah. she reveal. I mean, like at she the wants end, it. We'll we'll get well, to that. I think, oh, I, think boy. It's, I think it's not like well, it's it's not mind control. Dan, I think, I, I, Dan. I think, I think uh, we should okay. all I think we should all say that it's, it's definitely not mind control, but I think what it is, yeah, is that, like I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, it's manipulation think, though. But but he's like he he has but access is, but, to emotions that she did not realize he had access to. Exactly, which is fucked up. Even if those emotions are that she does like him. Him and wants it. I think it's still fucked up. Like I don't okay, want. How, okay, you know? how how do you read a situation in which, like, say, 
say you have an acquaintance and your mm-hmm. friend who is mutual friend who like a mutual friend of your between you and the acquaintance tells you, hey, that acquaintance, they're really into you. Ooh. And you know this when you start talking to them. And what if you start using that knowledge that they already like you? That would be like fucked you? up of me. I would not, that would not be okay. That would not be okay for me to do that. Okay. And so it, I, I, that's why, and also thoughts are private. Like just because even if she is enjoying it or liking it, if she doesn't want to share that or be open or like have that revealed or have him read her in that way, like she should be able to be in control of that. So I think, you know, that's, it's really murky, but I, I, it, it I, is I think, murky, but, and to use it to take advantage of someone. I mean, this happens at work all the time. You could say probably where like people will do extend favors to each other based or take advantage of someone who they know likes them, right. In order to gain an advantage or something like that. I mean, is this not something that happens at work with people? No, no, not, not a thing. I've never fallen in love at work. <laughs> I hate, I hate everybody. <laughs> no, but you mean like you you hear these stories, right? Where like people take advantage of other people if they know they have a thing for them or, you know, or something like that. I mean, that's a common. I don't trope. know why you brought that up as a context with work. That happens with anything. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's it's what always going to be. It's always going to be effed up if you use like knowledge of someone's like affinity for you to like yeah. use them for things that they are willing to give you because they like you, while you are not reciprocating. But yes. it seemed like uh, uh, our Archer man and Deanna were kind of on the same page of like what they wanted out of each other. Um. I wouldn't it, say that. Yeah, and even at the end, like when he confesses it, well, like, like she's it, still well, fine with like, it. Like she's, Deanna never seems like she's never she's never mad about what he did with her. Yeah, he's, she, oh, she's, she's only, only ever mad, mad with, about what he does, like in regards to the negotiation and how he yeah. handles it. That's true. Yeah, I think like, she never also, takes issue personally. I think it's a double, a which double, I think is kind of important. Like when she brings it up, I believe she brings it up because of the manipulation in work and in personal life. Like I feel like it's a double a double meaning when she brings it up and exposes him is she's trying to say like, you know, you manip- you not only manipulate those you work with, you also manipulate you also manipulated me. I mean, that scene is very much targeted. It's like she's double speaking, you know? Like so that that's how I read it. It's it's just like it's it's a scene with like a double meaning. So I'll be honest, I don't think it's that complex i don't think they wrote it that complexly i think what happened it's is, so obvious though like, no, what i think is scene. actually going on is that she thinks that's crossing a line to use it in like galactic negotiations and but then not when she, in personal life? but then when she detects yeah. it when she detects it in like that they staged uh, just to skip to the end of the episode when they stage yeah. a fake coup with with the ferengi and that other guys whatever delegation that he's representing she stands up because she goes, they're all lying. I need to let you know this. The reason I know this is he's an empath and uh, the Ferengi are also lying. And I think that's, I think, I think she feels like there are certain boundaries that you shouldn't use to cross. Yeah, and I, of course. And she thinks, I think to her, those boundaries are. Well, I would say that if Deanna truly had an issue, like you were describing, Sarah, the time for her to, to air that grievance would be in their last conversation after that. And she yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And she also just says, I'm sorry. 
She and apologizes after, to him. And after she he uh, revealed himself as an empath, she didn't go, oh, what the fuck? You didn't tell me that. She well, goes, she, did, oh. she did say that she had a problem with him holding that. She does say that I, that's wrong, that he but, should not. Yeah, have. but like, I think she took it less personally than she did like professionally, ethically. Yeah. I mean, I don't agree. Yeah, she's I like, mean, you and, should be more like me and, and be out in the open. I mean, that's and, that's okay. We can agree to disagree. But like, I, I just feel like there's... Maybe it's there's a little bit there's a little bit more to it than I think. I think you're applying your morality, to. and I don't think no, the show not. has that. <laughs> not yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I think there I is did, a measure I, of projection going on. I here. Think no, the, it's, I think it's the story, actually just a, a a deeper. I I just think that there is a deeper meaning than what is presented on the. But surface. I don't it's think the show my, is written that deeply. This episode, it's in my particular. it's my interpretation of it, which I think. I'm sure you, you know, can interpret yeah. it that way. You can interpret lots yeah. of things lots of different ways, but well, I don't think that's- Also, your interpretation is your interpretation of it, right? It's not fact either. So we're all just interpreting, you know, interpreting what the writers meant in this episode. The only way we would really know would be to discuss with the writers what they meant. Okay, then I just have one final question for you then, Sarah. At the very end where he asked her to come again, uh, you know, come with her one more time, Kisner says, you can be my conscience. And then she replies back, I already have a job as a counselor. What exactly is going through her mind in your in your interpretation? Like, what is she thinking? Um, where she says, well, let me go to that scene. Because she takes a long time to respond. So basically, like, the she, scene she takes go- a whole the- moment to think I'm for a second. The, the scene goes, hey, um, you told me you, you forced me to look at myself and I don't like what I see. I've asked you before, but I'm going to ask you again. Would you come with me? Because you would be my conscience. And she takes a while to respond and goes, no, I'm already, this is a no, but she says, I'm already the ship's counselor or something to that effect. Because I I, I sense that as a typical, again, there's this, there's this feeling that, that women always have to come in and like fix men and help them emotionally, like with their conscience, with, with their, with their feelings, with their emotions, trying to get them through. And I feel like she's like, I'm not going to be that role for you. I'm not going to be your conscience. I'm not going to be your you know, your right direction. And, and she's like, already, you know, I don't feel like she feels that she needs to do that. And, and I think women are often expected to do that. Like as a woman, I can say that this is very much a role society. No, I mean, oh, that's all fine. Play. But, but I, yeah. I mean, well, that's, but yeah, Dan's I question is agree about, with, I agree with all that, but yeah, um, but Dan's that, questions about what you think about what she thinks about him as in terms of the morals of what he's done. Yeah. Like uh, what I'm asking is like, do you think that there's outrage in her mind still about, you know, how he acted toward her in that moment? Yeah. Specifically. I just think, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if outrage is the right word, but I, I don't think that's what it should be though, depending uh, uh, per your interpretation, right? No, I don't think outrage. I just think it's, it's, you don't have to be outraged that somebody hid something from you and tried to manipulate you. I think you can just be. Why not? You can, <laughs> but because that's, you don't, you don't have to. I think you can do what she did, which is stand your ground, reveal and, and out them. And, and, you know, to me in this episode, she's very much standing her ground and saying like, you can't do that. She outs him as an empath. She basically blows up his plan. And she also says, I'm not going to be that person for you, your conscience. Like she stands up for herself, you know? 
in a way I, that I, I feel that is like more empowering. I think I feel that like that's a slightly different thesis than you were presenting and I, and I, earlier. And I think that's not. No, in, I just think that she can. I, 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 also, mean, I also think not. that thesis you're saying right now isn't incompatible with the idea that she doesn't take this personally. No, you can take things personally and still stand up for yourself. That's not. No, no, that's, I, that's, not, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be personal. See, the main the main reason why I don't agree with your interpretation is because the first time she's outraged is when she's talking when he's talking about it in the course of negotiations. She's not outraged about not, any other part I never, of him doing impact stuff before that. I think that she thinks it's wrong. I I think outrage is a little like But that's I mean, the first time she she thinks it's wrong. No, I don't I don't think. I think she actually thinks it's wrong that he didn't tell her up front and that she didn't But then when he did tell him she didn't become outraged or did felt like there was something wrong with it, she pointed out there's something wrong with, during not, that dinner conversation but when outrage, they're talking about negotiations. Right, but that's not the only response you can have. Like I think you guys are really narrowing down that if someone says something you don't agree with or does something that you don't agree with, that your only just response is outrage. Where she kind of, in my mind, had a delayed, a delayed plan. Like, and that's where I feel like I think as a woman, you're not always allowed to be outraged up front when someone says something to you that's wrong. Sometimes you have to play your cards differently, especially when you're dealing with a manipulator. And so I think I relate to this where like you cannot have that reaction outright because when you're dealing with someone like that, it's just not possible. So I think it's just different. I think. I, I like the way she's written in this episode, and I don't think that there's only one emotion to react to someone who reveals themselves as a manipulator, you know, and and to admits to manipulating you and taking advantage of you, which clearly bothered her because she, in response, blew up his professional, you know, his professional gig and revealed to everybody, you know. So I just think there's different ways to react to it, but don't always think that like women always feel safe to react and in an outrage because they don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I no. disagree. <laughs> wow. I, d- Martin, I disagree with this interpretation. Like, <laughs> like if fine. that was the that's case, fine. then why that's would fine. she talk to Beverly about it that way? Why would she like, because again, it's humans are, humans are, are different and, and, and deep and nuanced. It's not, it's not all. I'd say he, we can leave it was, there. Humans yeah. are deep and nuanced. <laughs> I mean, he was it's manipulating very, very rich her. Tapestry. He was manipulating her. So again, I don't think the episode's that rich and nuanced. To be I'm honest. just saying, no, but I'm I'm actually bringing this into a more broader like interpretation, right? Like you can say that about people who are being manipulated and abusive and emotionally and physical physical relationships, right? People who manipulate people don't always don't always like cast down their abusers right or manipulators uh, i i mean none of what none of what you're saying is incorrect i'm just per- just personally finding struggling to find it applicable to the episode itself and that and that's fine like we all have our own interpretations right and that's this is my interpretation like okay. as a woman as someone who's watched this as someone who has been manipulated <laughs> many times as someone who's been in this exact position you know, like, I think it's definitely possible to go through this. So, I mean, I feel bad for her. I don't think it's like a rosy episode where it's just like, oh, cute. She has a fling. Like, I actually feel like really strange. Like, I feel like I kind of watch someone be like assaulted. And no, I, I agree with the assessment that like, I, so I, I agree with both you and Dan in the sense that I think it was supposed to have been written 
as if it was a fling. So I think there's this quote by Michael Piller that's kind of illuminating where it's not directly alluding to this, but it kind of speaks to how what was written didn't seem to be what's executed. He says, one of the best scripts we had, I think if you listen to that show and don't watch it, you can really have fun with it. I really thought it was a disappointing episode. It just didn't make it and was not a great show. As far as servicing the character of Troy, it was quite a wonderful vehicle and she was marvelous. So I think what he might, I mean, this is this is a real extrapolation of what he could be saying, but like, I think on paper, they thought this was sort of like a whirlwind romance, but when you put it on screen and you put set it up in these types of situations, especially with the character that hides that he can read emotions, it comes off on screen as very like gross and yeah, like it does. Yeah, but I don't think they realized that until they shot it, and yeah. then they were like, "Oh, what did we make here?" But at least Marina Sirtis had some really great uh, moments in it because she was allowed to like have more moments. Frankly, that's that's the big part. She usually doesn't have many moments to begin with. So, and when she does, she's like some something stupid, like she's impregnated by an alien or something. But like this is actually like something that's actually emotionally poignant and relevant it makes sense versus like some other random bullshit so yeah definitely the end of this is basically the ferengi hurt him they they and raw put up the shroud and they pretend to like fire at the enterprise and all this bullshit just so they can basically take the rights to it and 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 have the upper hand and that's when Diana goes, hey, this guy, these guys are lying. This is all a fucking ruse. Right. And then they're like, well, they, they, they're, they've already won the bid, so let them have it. And then Jordy and Data show up, and they're like, hey, this wormhole's fucked up. <laughs> uh, but they already, they sold the, the, the rights to it, to, to Rawl. So um, Rawl says, whether it's a good bet or a bad bet, I made the bet already. I, I made the deal, so I will live by my word. And fulfill the, well, the shouldn't contract. the aliens be like, oh shit, sorry, well, let's let's call the whole thing off. They would still buy it. It's I, I so think, strange. Yeah, it seems kind of uh, weird. Yeah, in my head, I would be like, whoa, new, new, some shit has come to light. You know, like, yeah, we, we, this we, changes we, the nature of the negotiations. Yeah, or, so we'll give you nothing, and then you fuck off. Have we actually signed any papers yet? I mean, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it was I don't indeed the proverbial either. lemon. Yeah. Something that Data really should have already known. I know. Goddamn Data did. <laughs> this is this was an interesting episode. I out of the, all the episodes, I don't. I it, it's a weird episode, but I don't mind it. Especially at the time, we also have to remember that we can't. Some storylines and some themes are universal and will always re, like work. They'll apply to any time and space and. But some of them, you have to not forget to look at it through the prism of 89. I mean, like with with like, yeah, even though this show is really innovative and ahead of its time, like sometimes it is what it is uh-huh. uh, in my head, in my head. Like it's it's I even have the, this problem with like reading things like I had an English professor and then I would be like, oh, I think. I, w- I would fight a lot about Shakespeare, but, <laughs> but he would always say, don't read into the text, read out from it. Don't put your shit into it. Mm-hmm. Only read out of it. And and that's always stuck to me because that's how I feel about anything, whether it's stupid Bible or Shakespeare or anything <laughs> like that. Like, Don't bring your own shit into it. <laughs> don't bring your shit into it. Read out don't from it. Don't bring your own shit into the stupid yeah. Bible. Yeah. I, I can sort of agree and sort of not agree in that sense. Just because, like, I don't think art 
like I think like someone like Sarah bringing her interpretation to yeah, it yeah. is valuable because no, 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 you, you yeah. can't you can't have art without some sort of cultural attachment to that art. No, I understand. Right? You that. know what I mean? So yeah, like yeah. like it doesn't really have a lot of value without the cultural attachment. No, or, I understand, but like at the end of the day, also we don't know we we don't know what the guy was thinking. I don't know. It's so hard to. Yeah. It, and also this is a whole different decade, right? I know, we're, I know. We're watching I know, this in I know. 2022. Again, also, right? again, to be fair, it's written by a woman. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she may have had like maybe there are th- themes in here that she had that when they come across on film are different Direct, directed by a man too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Michael Pillar right. outright says the script is much better than the episode. Yeah, yeah. So there could be things in there that we're not understanding. Yeah. Or on screen it's just represented incorrectly. Yeah. You know, so it's just not translating correctly, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, even though I think it brings up some interesting things, I mean, to be honest. If we're if if we're just not reading into it and just just taking it at face value, Deanne is also as as morally corrupted as this guy because oh, she yeah, use, again sure. she uses her powers in for the betterment of the ship. Oh, yeah, we didn't spend a lot of time on it, but he like I do feel like he kind of had a point. Yeah, yeah, he had a point. He had a big point about which her is, ethics and her use of it. Exactly, where he uses them for business, she uses them literally for the Federation and to. For I mean, life people, and death situations. People live and life die. Life and death situations. Based off of those. Like, like colonization light. Yeah. Let's, let, let's be honest. The exactly. Federation is a bunch of colonizers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's like their favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Where where he's just using it for business. You know what I mean? And, right. of course, uh, clearly by having the girl in the beginning showing that, like, he does use it for sex, probably. Yeah. 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 So. Definitely. Again, I mean, like again, mind reading powers—not a great power to have. I wouldn't want it. But but, but again, these aren't mind reading powers. <laughs> or like, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like, um, just you know, I, I just mean when people ask you the question, like, what super power oh, would you, you mean, like oh, to have? Yeah. You know, would you yeah. like to fly? Would you like to read people's minds or be an empath or understand how people are feeling or whatever? It's like I never pick that one because I always have I a follow up question, which know. is how much effort does it take on my part to use these powers? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Also, yeah. well, I don't. I would imagine that for each of them, it would be not a lot. Like effortless. It, 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 empath yeah, is effortless. like a devil. Is like a monkey paw type of. Yeah. you know wish because it's like yeah it's cool if you feel people's emotions but then you know everybody's emotions at all time yeah, yeah it's a lot hopefully you could turn it off yeah if, but which is why can. she needed that chocolate sundae yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. a lot it's a lot of emotion yeah remember, um, remember the naked now she was like freaking out and she's like everyone on this ship is fucking and then like she couldn't get it out of her mind yeah <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's exactly what she said. But no. That's exactly what she said. It's a quote from her. It said, "I can't stand any longer." Everyone before before Rick Astley, there was yeah. fucking driving her insane. All she saw was was that scene from the Matrix uh, Two where they're all just fucking. Oh, dude. oh God! The rave don't, don't, in the cave. Don't, 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 don't. Everyone's <laughs> dirty, dirty feet <laughs> smushing it's against each awful. other. It's the worst scene in the in the entire movie, <laughs> by far. And Worse then than when, the architect. when Trinity has her O face, it, it it match cuts to her dying and falling off a building, and Neil's like, "Oh, that's Wait, really yeah, that's erotic. <laughs> that's erotic. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I forgot." Um, but over, overall, I think that the uh, I I like that she got her own episode. Me I like too. that. Yep. I like the the that there is a talk about that whether. Whether it's 
it's morally correct for to do what she does, period. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. I like that it, that someone actually brought that up. Like she was she was mad that he was using it, you know, for business or whether it uh, it really isn't clear if she if she's mad. Yeah, she wishes he he had told her beforehand. But again, it, which begs the question like if if we're all working together and I have a crush on somebody and someone tells me, "Oh, she has a crush on you." Is that really an advantage or is it me just going like, okay, I'm free to maybe pursue something as opposed to knowing like, uh, maybe I shouldn't try anything. Like, you know what I mean? Is that, I I guess it, I guess it depends. I I think the equivalent of disclosure in that scenario might be you approach that person and goes and go, Hey, I heard through the grapevine that you might be interested, you know? Yeah. What are you doing withholding who told you? (laughs) <laughs> yeah then then, then she could be, then no she'd be like here. who told you who told you and then I, and then you get that person in trouble so it's it's really a it's really a, a yeah can that be and i guess if if but that can get complicated right what if it's yeah. like that person told them but they didn't want them to tell anyone yeah and what odd, and what right? if that person is in love with the friend who told you exactly dude oh my god it's this is a real love triangle now dude humans yeah, are dude. messy mm-hmm. Humans I, are I, stupid. I, I, we are. We're so stupid. <laughs> where, like, I mean, I'm saying like nowadays, like, like it's a new, new thing. But <laughs> just in, in 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 an era where we're all trying to be super aware of consent and all that stuff. Yeah, you know I mean, like we're we're. I mean, yeah. I feel like hopefully more than ever is. The, yes, is the, hopefully right. we are trying, and yeah. it, it's not just like we're pandering. But if we're really trying, it it's not. I don't think it's a leg up. I think it's 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 almost like oh yeah, you can. It's almost like a halfway, like you, you should, you should, it's almost like someone telling you like, oh, it's fine. It, it won't be too creepy if, because it, it, the, the feeling's mutual. So don't worry about it. Like just information. Yeah. It's almost information of like, Hey, I'm not being creepy. This person feels the same way. Whatever I think I'm feeling, she feels the same way. I'm not, I'm not imagining this or making it up in my head. Maybe I should pursue this. I don't know. I'm afraid to bring this up, but oh, what about, Dan? what about robots? What about when? They have no feelings. <laughs> What about when you, you know, crawl through someone's social media profiles to find out more about them before you ever meet them? Oh, uh, I mean, everybody well, people does do, it. Pe- people do that, of course. Everybody yeah. does it. Yeah. I mean, but you got to You got to remember, like, I, I keep bringing like a woman's perspective into this because. Um, How dare you? I am. <laughs> this is Star Trek, madam. I can tell you, but I can I can tell what you. What are you doing of, watching sci-fi? <laughs> I hate, I hate, like one of the main reasons I could see doing that is purely safety. Like I don't if I'm mm. going out on a date, yeah. I want to know who I'm going out with and what they're like. Like as a safety concern. It's Fair definitely point. a lot better to know more. Like if I'm going Absolutely out with someone point. who holds guns on their Facebook profile <laughs> and has a Confederate flag yeah, and yeah. says, you know, the South shall rise again. I definitely want to know that prior to meeting up with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think that totally makes yeah. sense. <laughs> that would well, be my I think, number I think, one motivation. So, I think it's, I, okay. So one, I'm really glad you brought up that type of perspective because I was thinking of the problematic perspective of like a creepy dude checking out a girl's photos and being like, which they do. Oh yeah. And being like, Oh yeah, she's hot. Yeah. Or like, Oh, I don't like this. You know? But my my thing is if you put it online, it's, it's meant to be seen. Like, so if someone's going to, that's why you have private profiles. A lot of people actually are very ignorant of that. 
Well, well, people are ignorant of that. And also like, you know, you, if you start, you know, saying things of that nature, it starts to potentially slip you into that victim blaming thing. Hmm. I, see. I mean, it's I like, don't mind like, if like, someone what were you wearing? What did a- you post? Yeah. Mm. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame somebody for it or connect it to anything bad. Like, it, like, you mean if someone but sometimes sometimes like, sometimes people take offense at even letting that be a factor at all when you start talking about it yeah because like it's like I, it doesn't matter that it should that you know that that you know like if a woman posts like a a bikini pic or something and gets sexually assaulted and then yeah exactly it's like well yeah like, it, well, it you, shouldn't matter that you, post you know nearly nudes on your well, yeah, that's never okay. I mean, for well, yeah, that to like be a justification. Is, yeah, you can't say like somehow she's more deserving of a of a no. negative outcome because of that sort of you of know. Of course not. Because Hell of that level no. of discretion, you can post so, full nudes online, and you exactly. would never be deserving of that. Look, yeah. look, if you post pictures of you at Burning Man, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> that's what I have. That's then you are deserving. I, can, I, can I make a confession? I'm gonna make a confession. You went, no, you've been Burning Man. No, 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 no. Been Burning so Man. when I first met uh, Sarah, well, I didn't actually. This is the thing. I didn't meet okay, her. Okay, muting we, you. We, we were, <laughs> we were, we like were, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> we we both were going to CalArts, right? We both got into CalArts. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, had a bunch of people, and someone at our incoming class of CalArts created a Facebook group. Uh, of all the income. Yeah, so you can classmates. do just this. Sneak on yeah. everybody before so, so you meet them. That's what I did. I looked around and I saw everyone and I saw Sarah's profile as well. And I wanted to know what she was like. So I like looked at her profile picture. <laughs> I looked at her interests. There's lots I can't of photos fucking of- believe you, Morgan. <laughs> but it was, I guess fucking it was. creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were a creep. You know why? Because you know what your photo was? Your photo was one of Heisenberg. I couldn't even find yeah. a photo of you. <laughs> Yeah, see, like so he the, was smarter about what he posted on the internet. Why does that make me a creep? <laughs> because you were like, like that, an, my you profile were, picture you, is of Heisenberg. You were anonymous. I didn't know who you were. I had pictures and photo albums you could easily find. Know, that was just I my profile. I didn't picture. do a deep dive to try to. You figure didn't have out. to. You could <laughs> click one more button and find it. But anyway, all I was saying is that, like, I I do see the value in like kind of looking around to just get to know someone preemptively. I mean, I can definitely of course. see that. Yeah, Hell yeah! Get I good mean... at stalking. <laughs> yeah, or don't do it at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people, people. I mean, that's just human nature. You're always gonna wanna. That's why these things exist, right? right so, right. Yeah. which I don't see anything wrong with that. Now, just don't like go collecting people's bikini pictures and whatever on your phone and stuff, and like. That's fucked up and weird. Don't yeah. do that. Right, Bernie? Bernie's meowing. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give this episode a seven. Ooh, a seven? A seven. Mm. Yeah. I think I'm going to... I don't like this episode at all. Um, So I'm going to give it like a four. Oh, wow. And I, and I think the main reason is like, one, I think it comes across a lot creepier than the, the, the show creators intended. And I don't think they even realize it when they were making it. And that's, that's my read on this as well. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's great. And two, I hate that the entire story has no point. Like, I don't mean like just the. the oh, yeah. The, yeah, oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. Nothing really happens. The Nothing happens at all. Kinda, like, the, yeah. the, war, the Warhammer's gone. Everyone yeah. leaves. And, like, not that's that it. every episode needs to have, like, a change, but, like, yeah. it felt like there's definitely, like, they went out of their way to make sure nothing happens. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Do you think on, learned on anything or changed in any way? Yeah, no one's yeah. really. Yeah, the the only reason I'm giving a seven is because it led to me doing some funny bits, and <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that. But it had the foot shot, yeah, Ricardo. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, that's seven the, for that's no, the that's genesis of the, yeah. of the bits. But can you live yeah. with that? Can I can you... live with this foot shot, but I can live with the bits that it, that it let me do. So, <laughs> All right. All right. Fair enough. I would definitely give it a seven as well. Okay. I mean, I like that it put Deanna up front. I mean, we get – this is the like thing. the first wish, episode yeah. that like I actually shot. see her. <laughs> yeah. That's the it thing. Puts, it's, it's shots, it puts it's her like, and her feet like up front. And like, and like, but there are some yeah. really creepy, questionable shots. But I mean, I, I thought it was. It, I mean, it's definitely an an episode that generated a lot of conversation between yeah. us. So I think for that reason, I'll give it a seven. Yeah, it's a. I really, I really wanted. It'd be nice if Marina Sirtis could get an episode that isn't terrible, <laughs> like like something that's actually interesting for the character, other than like something that's related something to sexuality or sex pregnancy or. or Something. something. Well, this is beyond. what this is what the eighties. Are we in the eighties or nineties? We're about point? to leave the eighties. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. So, yeah. 89, so you know, yeah, we're not there yet, Martin. Everyone's <laughs> like, there. Everyone's like, if if we're being honest about ourselves and the times, half the staff was fucking high as a kite on cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Jerry Stahl, the writer of Elf, around the same time, about the same time. Oh, was doing. A bunch of heroin in the morning and then doing <laughs> cocaine in the day just to balance out and just writing out. <laughs> so we could expect was, at least half the staff to be fucking hopped up. It was that intense a show, Elf. Yeah. <laughs> you need heroin. Oh, at first, I, th- I kept on hearing the word Elf and I was like, whoa. Elf. It was, like, that movie Remember was in development Elf? for that long? No, 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 no. No, the show, the alien show, Elf. It's back. Yeah. I see. If you haven't read uh, Jerry Stahl's book, it's it's pretty amazing. What did Jerry? Is that like the main thing Jerry Stahl has done? Elf. Elf? Yeah, he he wrote uh, a, a memoir called Permanent Midnight, which is about his life on being a oh. heroine and being a writer. Oh, that's so. that's a pretty probably a pretty good description of being high in heroin constantly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan, what do you think? What do you think? Um, I'm feeling like a six on this. Okay. Yeah, like for many of the reasons already already mentioned. Like it is nice to see Deanna highlighted, but like you said, it there wasn't much happening and of, of consequence. I did like how how well and truly owned those Ferengi were on the other side of the universe. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was nice. <laughs> I, I like the I like the abrupt cutting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of the those editing abrupt was cuts funny. were funny yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, those, totally... those were pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, you can I'm, have, I'm not sure uh, if they're they're supposed to be laugh out loud random moments, but the Ferengi one definitely is supposed to be funny. But the the one like where the if guy they is were cut to off, do that Caldonian like thing like today, the cut from the Caldonian, it would be like it would it, it was already zooming in on his face, but a modern editor would <laughs> yeah. put in like a super big like you know shaking effect and then a really obnoxious <laughs> deep fried sound too, you know as 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 like uh, Archer keeps talking about like yeah, yeah the administrative duties that he would have to face like <laughs> it was doing that thing where he was like kind of zoning out like oh fuck what what have I got myself into <laughs> so yeah uh, let's do that right now in post there you go I did it also the champagne was served in like tasty freeze sundae cup yeah 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 <laughs> The replicator is not allowed to replicate sexy like champagne, champagne glasses. flutes. No. <laughs> no, it's too erotic. These flutes are too erotic and not nutritious enough. We need- <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was a spirited discussion of the price. I think that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think the discussion was more interesting than the episode. To yeah. me, at yeah. least. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that, was, that was newbie Star Trek as well, everybody. If you liked it, 
it'd be great if you can head over to Apple Podcasts or now Spotify or Podcast Addict. Uh, throw us up a review or a rating. It really helps us out. Uh, as you can see, we got a new sponsor this week. It's stuff like that that really helps us uh, get sponsorships and keep the show going. You know, hopefully, hopefully we can turn turn the podcast into like a big thing. You know, but I want to quit my job, so help me out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's help all out. We, help us all quit our jobs. <laughs> please, please, we thank please, you. Please, please. Uh, so yeah, that, that was new. It to feels too trend. honest. <laughs> And also, if you ever want to send us an email or reach out to us, you know, we can, you can be, con- we can be contacted at contact at newbiestartrek.com. We don't have a letter this week, uh, but if you wanted to send us a letter or an email or a voice message, or please don't send anything terrible, but, <laughs> but if you, if you wanted to contact us, that's contact at newbiestartrek.com. And also we're doing a bunch of other stuff. We have the Fugitive Frames film podcast. I think we're going to try to do like a 2021 sort of favorites end of year thing, right? I think we're going to try. Yeah, to do well, we're, we're going to try to do another uh, an episode like that with either, yeah. either that or um, one of my friends who was a, we used to, who used to be a regular guest on the podcast but way before in its first incarnation mm-hmm. had a and he had a blog post of this and he also brought it to the podcast, which was. A great topic, which I love, which is which is discoveries of 2021. So movies that you mm. discovered in 2021, but didn't come out. You know, it could have been something that came out a year before that, or ten years. Just sure. I like that something yeah. that you found uh, and you personal finally discoveries. Watched. Yeah, yeah, personal yeah. discoveries of 2021. Yeah, that's also that's also a good topic because there's things that that you're like, oh, you you'd never seen, you know, The Godfather, and then somebody will just watch The Godfather. Or yeah, things we liked in 2021. I think yeah. that'd be a great way of putting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It especially I, makes sense lately because the pandemic. You know, there wasn't a lot of new did stuff. so much to theaters. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and there's a lot of back catalog stuff that people have been like catching up on. They're kind of yeah. just like, yeah, oh, like streaming services and all of their back catalogs are where everyone lives now. So, I mean, Sarah and I, in the course of three months or four months, watched all of Blacklist. Hell yeah. How many Fucking seasons? Love. It's on nine its ninth season. seasons. <laughs> Jesus. So, we watched all yeah. nine seasons of Blacklist, Raymond Imagine Renton. doing newbie we Blacklist. Nine oh seasons of newbie blacklist. No, Marvin and I have been like, oh. we need to talk about blacklist because it's. No, I haven't. Remember we said, <laughs> yeah, we said we should do a podcast on blacklist. You're making this up in your mind. No, we, said, we definitely <laughs> talked about this and how we, we did not should... talk about this. Oh my god! All right, blacklist all right, all right, sucks. All right. I'm sorry. Wow. All right, Marvin. After like the third season, right. it's so terrible. All right. All right. Even even James Spader's like honestly very charming performance can't really save the show, uh, but we kept watching anyway. I'm not it's trying like to a- say hey, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just saying there's a lot of things to be said about the blacklist, and it is in nine seasons. So that's the other thing. It's like it's so long, but there's so little to talk about. In my opinion, there's a lot to talk about. In my opinion, <laughs> send an email to contact at newbiestartrek.com <laughs> if you hate me shitting on the blacklist. If you have any I like the blacklist. desire I love for James a Spader. newbie blacklist, please express your <laughs> concerns now. Raymond uh, Reddington. Yeah. yeah. So that was that's the Future Frames Film Podcast. And then also we have our YouTube channel, Fugitive Games. Uh, I'm going to put up a really quick a little little quick play we did of Adios. Dan played it. And yeah. I watched. Uh, you'll find out what we think about it once you... <laughs> 
What's it up? It was a it was a short little game. It was as short as promised. Yeah, but <laughs> other aspects of the promise of the game may not have played out so well. Yeah, it should be up by the time this episode comes out. So if if you wanted to see that, that's at Fugitive Games, the YouTube channel. In fact, all of these things you can just go to fugitiveframes.com and you can just find links to all of that shit. Yeah, just that's, do that. Yeah, just do that. Just go to fugitiveframes.com. So next episode on newbie Star Trek, we're gonna watch the Vengeance Factor. So this is about like, I think this is about, I think this was a negotiation episode. Like someone does negotiations. Yeah. Vengeance. Yeah. Vengeance. I am vengeance factor. I am the knight. I'm vengeance factor. (laughs) Uh, I'm waiting for the episode after that. (laughs) Let me me take a glance at that. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be an interesting one too. But next episode is going to be the vengeance factor. But yeah, until then, uh, stay safe, everybody. Uh, And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bingo, bingo.